Houston, Texas. This is a 356th edition of Houston Wrestling Radio. This is Abel. This is Chris. And thank you so much for tuning in, guys. We very much appreciate it. Uh, if you would like to leave a comment down below here in the YouTube comments, or if you want to interact with us, with us on Facebook, you can do so. Facebook.com slash Houston Wrestling Radio. We also have a Twitter that we hardly ever use, at H Wrestling Radio. And ta-da! WrestleMania! It's Mania time, right? It is Mania time, right? It is? Is it? I don't even know anymore. Did Mania happen? Did it already happen? Man, it's hard to hold it against WWE. Yeah. You know, normally their booking's bad. Some of the booking for this episode, for this Mania, is pretty bad, in my opinion. But, that's minuscule compared to the Rona. Yeah. Which apparently Lashley already got, and got over. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Carmella and Corey have it. I don't know if they've gotten over it yet. Man, it's it's hard, man. It's hard to explain. Uh, just wrestling in general, the last couple of weeks, wherever you look. I'm, well, it depends where you look. Impact still taped episodes in front of an audience, boy, right. like at the very last minute. But, you know, the Impact. Uh, I don't know what Ring of Honor's doing. Uh, I think they stopped doing NWA. Um, there's some NXT UK. I think there was one episode left, I think. Um... But yeah, the whole, like on mute almost, you know, I yeah. mean, wrestling's not necessarily mute because you have commentators and everything, but when you just don't get like the reaction, you know, sometimes, for example, part of going to a, a movie, like a scary movie is to hear the reaction of everybody else shitting their pants, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we all in it together and it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't sound like it at some, at some points and it's just, it's. It's hard to get used to, but at the same time, I don't want to get used to it because then because then that defeats the purpose of oh, so this is the new normal that we're having. This is our wrestling now in studio in a enclosed studio without an audience, and that's the way it's going to be from here on out. And I don't want to accept that. Yeah, because I want to be positive. I want to be hopeful enough that soon ish we'll get back to spurts. Well, I know that you you care about this more than I do you know even historically you care more about the crowd reaction right and you know a match can be affected and how good the match is and whether or not we put on our match of the week or match of the year list is affected by uh what did the crowd do and I don't always have that same opinion I'm always like well I'm my own man I if the crowd didn't pop for something but I did fuck it I popped for it and I still liked it you know, um, so I know that you invest a little bit more into that than I do. What I think has been really weird about wrestling this past week or two weeks or whatever it's been um, isn't so much the lack of audience and the lack of reaction because I, I understand why and I can forgive it, but it's the uncertainty of what they're actually doing. Not necessarily the fact that there ain't no people sitting in the audience, but the fact that we don't know who's actually wrestling. <laughs> you know, you have people that said that they were going to wrestle and then they're not. And we have a card, but that's not the card. And the card changed, but it was pre-recorded and it's not pre-recorded. And, like, there's just so much uncertainty, hot, un uncertainty and hot, hot shot booking that it's just... It, 
bro, why are you even trying at this point? You know, like, cut some of your losses, and instead of having 16 cards for a WrestleMania, or 16 matches on the card for WrestleMania, bro, just cut it down to six. Cut it down to three. There's, a, <laughs> there's at least, um, I could say there's at least six matches on this. <laughs> I'm going to emphasize this. 16 matches. There's at least six of these 16 matches that you could have easily aired on Raw or on SmackDown and had more television. Instead of showing, <laughs> Instead you know, of, the, the fucking you know, Royal Rumble. And, and I know, well, and that's not just that. Because I understand that you, the people are going to, the haters are going to be like, oh, well, you stay up and watch fucking six hours in New Japan this last January, two nights in a row, so why can't WWE do this? Like, that's not the same thing. You know, it's not the same thing. It's not, it's, it's, New Japan did it because it fell on a weekend, so they, and it rarely falls on a weekend. Wrestle Kingdom does. So they want to take advantage and make it two nights, and that's and right at a time where its popularity is is almost at a fever pitch yeah. for New Japan. But WWE doing it this way is more of like a reaction more than like an open, like striking first blood. Let me ask you a question. And I don't know if this is just shifting gears a little bit too much, but you struck a chord with me there. Um, have you ever been to any dim sum restaurants? No. No? Okay. Well, Explain. I'm, I'm sure there's some of our some of our listeners that have been to dim sum. Where it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a, a Chinese style of serving. That's kind of all you could eat. Except they, you know, they come to you. Right? They're pushing around little carts. And they have all these different little bite-sized meals. Almost like tapas style. Where it's just like... One or two of this little thing that's kind of like an appetizer, but it's not, you know. And they come around with the cart, and you're like, oh, I want that, I want that, I want that. Or you could order, like, a bigger family-style shared portion of a bigger thing, you know, that that type of thing. And you're, you just keep grabbing, and you keep eating, and your bill goes up. And <laughs> next thing you know, you're rolling out of there, and you paid $500. <laughs> <laughs> now, this, have you ever seen... Um, these YouTubers, um, the one that sticks out in my mind most, most prominently for this style of show, uh, have you ever seen an episode of the Try Guys where one of the Try Guys has a series where it's called Eating the Menu? Mm-mm. Now, okay, this is where this one guy goes to Wendy's or Burger King or McDonald's and orders one of everything off of the menu and tries one of everything in one sitting. And, like, just judges. Finishes everything or just bite and tastes everything? He, he tastes everything. Tastes everything. Tastes everything. Okay. Uh, I think that's a hell of an undertaking if you're trying to finish all that. Yeah, well. I've, I've, seen, I've, still. Seen, I've seen videos where, like, three sumo wrestlers are walking to an all-you-can-eat. And they're there, like, right. you, see, you see all the plates stack up and shit. You know? So, so I'm, I was, that's why I asked. So the difference between two nights of New Japan and the difference of two nights of WrestleMania is the difference between dim sum and eating the menu at Whataburger. Well, not Whataburger, McDonald's. <laughs> That's the difference here. Okay, I, I know it was a long, windy road to get to my point. But my point was, like, you're, you're enjoying what you're eating at dim sum and you kind of forget that you're eating so much and you're grabbing this, you're grabbing that. Ooh, Minoru's Gluttony's not a sin for oh, Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and uh, what's an Okada? Oh, okay. And then, oh, go Ooh, Osprey. Ah, Osprey. Cool. Oh, yeah. But then, <laughs> yeah, but then you go over to fucking WrestleMania and it's like, I'm going to have 
uh, a quart pounder of Big Mac. You're counting calories before you pay already, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, dude, you're you're doing it on purpose when you really probably don't need to, and you really shouldn't. Like, do you yeah. really need to try a McChicken versus a spicy McChicken? You know, and then you're gonna have a grilled McChicken, and then like, okay, yeah, you get it, Yahweh, yeah, you, you understand. You're gonna have a hamburger and a cheeseburger, and then a double cheeseburger, and and a double cheeseburger with bacon. Like, dude, it's the same shit. Like, calmate, way. Yeah. All right. If you're, if you're driving to the McDonald's next to WrestleMania, what's what are you ordering off the menu? What's the match you want to see the most out of the sixteen that are listed here? Honestly, bro, I don't even know what's on the fucking menu, dude. I have no idea what's happening at this WrestleMania. I'm so fucking confused. I do not know the card. You say there's 16 matches? I can't name you one. I don't know what fuck the fuck off. is happening. I have no idea. Drew and Brock. Okay, Drew and Brock. <laughs> Thank you for the refresher. You were at the Rumble. How is, do you not know Is Drew it still and happening? <laughs> Did Brock fucking get the corona? Did like <laughs> What so let me, let me preface before we go breaking down this whole card. Okay. This is the official card as of Thursday, April 2nd, 2020. We have not watched the go-home SmackDown before WrestleMania where there might be a change or two. So this is up to now. This is up what the right solid now. match is. And the very one on the top that's guaranteed one of the two, because of the rumble, Until is Drew versus Brock. Until one of them starts coughing. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Wear a mask. All Wear right. a mask, wash your hands, and if, you if, know, maybe, if anything, if, if judging by the pictures of the stores, brush your teeth and wipe your ass, too. Maybe this is exacerbated by the fact that I also haven't watched Raw or SmackDown in like two and a half well, years. I'm glad, you, I'm, I'm glad you say that because, number one, it feels like two and a half years. It's only been three weeks. Okay. Or four weeks. Yeah. Number two, I think there's been so many, um, in my opinion, there's been enough misfires building up to this WrestleMania that I've really just been watching... AEW, and then the next day, NXT. That's okay. my primary wrestling watch, so... Bro, I haven't even watched NXT. I'm, I'm not... Even, I watch AEW. I don't even... I Honestly, if, if everything was normal, I do not have the emotional attachment to drop a hundred bucks and go to WrestleMania. And you see the shit on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot of motivation that I need to go. I'll go if I want to. But for that show, for this, this show, if it was one night... There's not enough motivation for me to to marathon through another another sitting in a, at a stadium, in, in a, a, a stadium show for six and a half hours. You know for what? WrestleMania. Oh. I'm not emotionally invested in save one or two matches. I'm not. I'm not hooked. One other thing before we break down matches. One other thing that I want to get out there that I want to throw out there. One more thing. We say this damn near every year. We've said this damn near every year that we've had this fucking show. Going all the way back 2012 with fucking me and Travis, right? We've said this damn near every year. Man, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like WrestleMania yet. Oh, man. Do you feel like it's... Sometimes, sometimes after we do our review show, okay, I'm excited. Yeah, you know, it feels like Mania. Or once Mania weekend hits, okay, it feels like Mania. Once we're on the road and driving to New Orleans, okay, now it feels like WrestleMania. I smell wrestling fans. Yep. Bro. <laughs> Bro. 
This may have been hyperbole back then. Us saying, man, it doesn't feel like Mania. This year? This year? I don't even feel the, man, this don't feel like WrestleMania feel yet. I feel like, man, this don't even feel like the, this don't even feel like WrestleMania yet. This is, on a scale of 1 to 10, negative 5 on feeling like WrestleMania. I don't feel like it's anywhere near WrestleMania at all right now. I barely drug my ass over here to come see you this today to do this show. And you show. tolerate me. Yeah. <laughs> Barely said, all right, fuck, we gotta do this. Uh, barely, dude. Like, I really am not feeling it. I'm really not feeling it this year. And maybe it is because of the Rona and everything going on in, in the world and all this and that. But, bro, it does not feel like WrestleMania at all. And I don't think, as opposed to years past, I don't think that I'm gonna get that feeling even in the middle of watching the damn show. I probably won't feel like it's WrestleMania season until April 2021. <laughs> Maybe. If it happens. <laughs> Do you feel the same? Where 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 would you draw the line? Is it booking? Is it oversaturation of the product because you're involving NXT? Is it the fact that it's not at the stadium? Or is it the fact that it's in front of no one? Or what combination of this? Or is it everything anchoring you down? As something that we're going to say in a, another episode that we are going to do, mm -hmm. um, it's a perfect storm of everything. It's all of the above. It's a combination of all I of agree. it. I agree. It's a combination of all of it. I think if you, if you, if you were to have at least one of those things go right, you would still have that at least. Oh, it doesn't really feel like it, but you'll know it's coming. This does it like if it was for the, if it wasn't for the shitty booking. Again, this is something. Yes, I know it's the the Rona, but man, if there was better booking on this, I would be a little bit more interested. <sighs> the booking. Here's the thing. Here's the asterisk. Okay. The booking on some of these matches started right after Elimination Chamber. Where mm -hmm. I was like, man, you were doing so good, and I think you already dropped the ball. And it's a medicine ball. You can't just pick this up lightly. You got to, like, squat and sweat and lift. Put your ass in it to get it off the goddamn ground. But a lot of it kind of morphed into, y'all seriously think this is a WWE universe? It's like, it doesn't hurt to acknowledge the fact that there's shit crumbling around you. Yeah. You could have easily pulled Roman three weeks ago knowing yeah. that this motherfucker just came back from overcoming leukemia. And, and you're you gonna, can say that. you can say that. Like, you can admit, yo, Corey's not here. He's got the Rona. Or he's taking care of Carmella, who's got the Rona, and they date. Like, this is the time that you can actually get away with breaking the fourth wall because everybody's going to understand. Like, for example, when Roman Reigns didn't show up to the ring to announce he was fighting cancer, it was Joe Anoyi. That came out of yeah. admitting that he had to relinquish the title. So when Joe came back, oh, we all loved him. And I was one of the biggest hypocrites of all of them. And it, how much of a goodwill PSA could that have fucking been? Have Roman, Joe, whatever the fuck you want to call him, go out and say, Listen, y'all, you really need to stay home. Guys like me, I'm big and strong and this and that. I, I am cancer. I am immunocompromised. And I gotta stay home. I yeah. have to stay home. Everyone else should too. 
God damn, dude. Like, shit. That would have been great. You would have been, you would have been applauded as an entertainment industry or as a, as a entertainment company in the entertainment industry. You would have been applauded by everyone else saying that, you know what? We're looking at a celebrity going on live TV saying straight up, hey, look. I'm immunocompromised. I need to stay my ass at home, and you should too. Who's done that? Nobody. Nobody's fucking done it yet. Yes, on Twitter and TikTok and Instagram and Fauci. all the fucking stories. Yeah, you've had <laughs> fucking coronavirus. It's getting real. Yeah, okay, fucking Cardi said yes now. But you haven't had anybody get on national fucking television and say, hey, you know what? I'll this be- is affecting me. I, I'm going to go away. It's the best for me, and it's best for you and your family, and you should look out for your other loved ones that are like this and that. Fuck, that would have been great. That would have been great publicity, great press, a lot of goodwill on your company. And then, now that that cat's out of the bag, then you could freely talk, okay, well, we're not going to have Roman, but we need to have somebody to fight. And then, then you could have... I don't know who the fuck's fighting Goldberg. Who's fighting Goldberg? I don't know. I don't care. Rumor has it. It's Braun. Okay, whoop de doo why? You have one show, basically one show, to put over Braun as the guy to fight Goldberg. <laughs> and, and it hasn't happened, that one show hasn't happened yet, it but I guarantee you. It might happen tomorrow. Keep that I guarantee you it's not going to be a, you know, all right, well, we had to have a little number one contender match and we're going to figure out this guy and he's going to earn it and he has Joe's blessing and Joe, or Joe, Roman. Roman's blessing and Roman's going to say this and that and say, hey, go get him, Tiger, and all this shit, right? <laughs> no, no, it, 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 he's just going to, there might be a match, there might be a match, but then he's just going to win and be like, catch these hands and boom. And is he going to win? Probably not. Fine, we went on this whole diatribe. We're going to do this Tarantino style. Okay. Because I was going to save this towards the end of the discussion. All right. You and I, we big fans of old Lucha Underground. Yes. Is this the perfect time to do a mid-season finale and end it at WrestleMania? Yes. Yeah. Nobody will blame you. <laughs> Nobody will blame you. You're already airing, well, again, not as a negative because I kind of knew this was going to happen. You're already airing archive footage from previous shows to build up to these matches that you're having now. Yeah. Why not just highlight like like fan voted best episodes of Raw and just air classic episodes of Raw and SmackDown for, yeah. for NXT takeovers? Fucking FCW shit. Old stuff. How did we get to where we are now that... Guys like Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, uh, and fucking everybody in NXT, Gargano, yeah. Trump are running. How how do we get there? One we- one of the biggest saving graces of the WWE, the thing that I think they do the best job at, is production, putting together vignettes, putting together uh, um, documentary type style things. Dude, you can very easily just go in-depth on one fucking wrestler and say, Here, you know what? For the next hour, we're going to talk about Shawn Michaels. Or, for the next hour, we're going to review the feud between whoever's had a feud recently. In the, in, like, like they did with Chompa and Gargano. Oh, that fucking first hour of NXT a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Fire. Yeah, it was fucking great. fire. Any casual that had no idea why guys like us are all erect over Gargano Champa? That was it. Now they're just as hot as we are. Yeah. 
But do that for the main roster. Mm-hmm. What what's the feud going on right now? Oh, you know, Drew, you need to put over Drew whether he wins or he loses at Mania. Monday after Raw. Put a fucking retrospective of Drew. Why the fuck should we give a give a fuck about him? I mean, right now the only reason why any casual fan will give a fuck about him is because oh, he won the Royal Rumble. Isn't that the guy who used no, to be a three? A casual fan would be like, that Scotsman's kind of sexy. Well, that too. <laughs> but like, you don't know like all this other shit about him. Mm-hmm. You know what? Fucking do it. Do it. Just put a camera in there. Do a fucking WWE twenty four seven style thing on Raw. Yeah. Yeah. So we did a good job of uh, talking about WrestleMania, so here we go. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? All right, match by match. Let's do it. Let's go. From the bottom. The bottoms. Giggity. Elias versus King Corbin. My anticipation level is at zero. Thank you. Agreed, zero. Um. Elias. This has... needs to be on SmackDown. I don't know why this is on Mania. Elias has a face singing and finally getting an entire song out to nobody is a waste. That was a waste. And the end. That was a waste. I get it that you can you can't help the fact that there's nobody in the audience. I get it. But you could have saved that booking. You could have saved him actually singing for somebody singing an entire song without getting interrupted until after the Rona stuff is over and you had a live audience that could actually enjoy it and go along with him being a babyface. But now he is singing literally to nobody. Well, nobody in the audience, but yeah. when that camera's on, you got everybody's attention. I know. Um, there was a house show that happened about two weeks before the whole Rona thing hit. Yeah. Where it was Elias, Nakamura Shinsuke, and Sami Zayn all singing We Want It That Way from the Backstreet Boys and Elias is on guitar. Uh-huh. Why not have Eli- Elias also on a house show overseas in London did Wonderwall from Oasis? Like, yeah. he he's musically inclined. He has a catalog. Why not just have him perform cover songs <laughs> during, on, on, on your SmackDown yeah. show to fill time and then and, and have fans vote for the next one? And this is my... this is, We're walking together. Elias is walking with you. You tell me what you want to hear. Yeah. I will play for you. That's, that's a segment. You can tape... 15 segments in an hour and a half in the in the performance studio. You've got the next three or four weeks of television or five weeks already in the can. And you're doing it as a, as a tribute for the audience. This should be on SmackDown. Because of that, that is on this bloated card, I'm at a zero also. Okay. And I have Corbin winning just because WrestleMania tends to be the show where the baby faces always prevail against the odds. You gotta have some assholes come out smelling shitty still. Okay. And I've got Corbin, Corbin going on top. Okay. Besides, you can keep this feud going, so hopefully, we'll be using this a lot tonight, if we get to the point, say for example, if SummerSlam is back in front of an audience in Boston in August, mm-hmm. we can have this as like the rematch okay. or something. Um, but yeah, this needs to be on TV. Speaking of which, another one that, because I kind of like both of these guys. Aleister Black against Bobby Lashley. My anticipation level for that's about a four. Uh, most of that is Aleister Black. Um, Lashley got over the Rona. Good for him. Not, I'm not holding anything against him. It's just I don't really care about who he's been in the WWE. 
I had a lot of high hopes when he came over from TNA into WWE, hoping that they're going to treat him the same way. But no, no, he's... you can only have one Lesnar. Yeah, one Lesnar. Yeah, and he can't be black. Mm. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Go uh, dance with the New Day. Yeah. What the fuck? Why did you put it with the... I have to stop. Okay. Go. So, I mean, the match might be alright. I mean, could Alistair Black get a good match out of Bobby Lashley? Maybe. Um, I don't know why they're wrestling. I don't care. Uh, Storyline-wise, seems like it's just thrown together. And, okay, we, we've talked about this a lot in the past, too, where... ROH will have a lot of matches that are just thrown together for no reason. Because on paper, they sexy as shit. Yeah, on paper, goddamn, that match sounds like it's going to be good. You don't need a story for a match like that. Holy shit. O'Reilly versus Fish? They broke up? Since when? No, they didn't break up. We just thought it'd be a good match. Okay, great. You know? But, yeah, that match is going to be badass. But WWE... Black versus Kevin Steen. Daniel Bryan against Kenta. Yeah, you put them together because you know what you're going to get. Yeah. This, uh, I mean, Alistair Black, you know you're going to get something good. Lashley, I don't know if you're going to get something good. Give me some story, but there's not really story there. And maybe if there has been, it's only in the last week or so, and that's about it. So, eh. But I'm still going to give it a four. I'm not going to give it a zero because that, that that has potential of being a decent match. I am at a seven for this. Oh. I don't, if, I'm not, if I remember correctly, because I've been fading in and out of some Raws. Ever since Lashley was quarantined, mm -hmm. I don't think we've seen him on television since they've been in the Performance Center. Okay. They've mostly been focusing on building Black up again. So I'm going to be optimistic and hope that they give us, athletically, the Bobby Lashley that we saw in TNA. Because I feel like they're trying one more time to reboot Lashley and see, not reboot, but like recover him and see yeah. if they can get him back up to like maybe mid-card or even like the main card. Yeah. Um, and Black, I, th I think he's the kind of guy that he could pretty much work well with anybody. I mean, he's worked with guys smaller than him, bigger than him and all that, and he's still yeah. good. So I'm optimistic that the lack of Lana on my television and lastly on my television and Black killing these fucking kids, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you seen the squashes that he's been yeah. doing? I'm, I'm at a seven. Um, again, I like Aleister Black, but I'm expecting Bobby Lashley to win this. Okay. Yeah. Who you got? Lashley. Lashley. Dolph Ziggler against Otis. We'll go with the six. Uh, this does have story. The one thing that's kind of weird is that it's a singles guy versus one half of a tag team. Which, okay, yeah, I get it. Ziggler's been tagging with somebody. Has it been rude? Are they a tag team? Uh, I guess, but even if even if it was Heavy Machinery versus Rude and Ziggler, this still would have nothing to do with Robert Rude. Kinda almost nothing with Tucker. Yeah. You know? Unless um, Tucker's the one that's been, like, doing the dirty on his own friend. I mean, maybe, but the one that's doing the dirty is Ziggler. Yeah. So, what, is Mandy... Well, he has to have assistance. Is Mandy giving it up to both? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I, mm -hmm. I mean, I'd watch. But... <laughs> Well, you gave it a six. <laughs> I'll help you. I'll give it a nine. Ah, yeah. So I, I like the story, but it's kind of weird because it's a singles guy versus one half of a tag team guy. So it's kind of strange to me. Um, 
Uh, as far as who I got winning, goddamn, I hope it's Otis. I'm at about a seven. Okay. I have a different point of view than, than yours. Okay. I think it's too soon to already break up Heavy Machinery. Oh, I agree too. They're still a team, but you're looking yeah. at it as Otis is one half of the tag of a tag team. They're building this like Otis is already his own dude now. Like we've already established who's the Michaels, who's the Jericho, who's Michael Jericho, who's, who's the, the Michaels, Gennetti? who's the Janetti, who's got the charisma, who doesn't, who has the talent, who doesn't, who has the longevity, who doesn't, who plays the character that Vince McMahon wants, and who doesn't, and we've already established that. And I think it's too soon because they took a long time to build the chemistry that they have as a team. And they're a great team. They stand out. They both have their purpose. Just because the, the, the flashy guy gets all the attention doesn't mean that the journeyman doesn't deserve his due. And uh, Tucker's a good journeyman. When you have Otis being, yeah. the, being the sizzle, he does the caterpillar and he's flirting with, with fucking Mandy and all that stuff and he's tied to the storyline. Um, that and you also always need a good straight man. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you need that bro, uh, your wingman. Yeah. Um, but this, as much as I want to say this could be on television, this is what's hooking your casuals. This is what's hooking your total divas audience. This is what's hooking your your regular people that are just sitting to watch WrestleMania because they tolerate the person they're watching it with. <laughs> this has a spot on the card. Not to mention, this you can stick this in between to any of the title matches as a buffer, and it won't feel like a buffer because you'll be invested in it. And, and it, you won't have the lack of fans to, like, the lack of response from the fans to know that it's a buffer because there ain't gonna be no fans for any of this shit. Which they could use as a positive. And it's something that's been built up since before the Rona. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So this this has been one of those Almost things Almost before where, the Rumble because didn't yeah. he, like, ask out... Or was it the week after the Rumble he asked out um, Mandy? But by then, there was already I like tension know. there. I don't know. Because he asked Gerard, he's like, nah, I got plans. But I'm available next Friday, which happened to be Valentine's. So I think they'd already, they'd already it, established. It's been some time. Yeah. yeah so they, there's a, there's at least two months into this. Yeah. So so, so there's time there. And yeah. th this is where we go back to where you held up. Oh, well, what is it? Is it the lack of audience? Is it the bad booking? Is it this? Is it that? It's a little bit of everything. But I said that one thing that could forgive a lot of it would be booking. This is one of those examples where the booking has been good. Yeah. They've been able to keep it all together and they've been able to have the plan that I think that they've been trying to do since day one, see all the way through to, to WrestleMania, and it's yeah. it's all right. I, I think that we still need a reminder that we can't always get what we want. I got Ziggler winning. Okay. <laughs> I think a lot of this, not, not intentionally but subliminally, I'm wanting the heels to win because I want the payoff to be in front of an audience. Like, I don't want to see Otis get his first kiss from Mandy and, like, backstage. I want that to happen, like, Matt and Lita on the ramp, on Raw, in front of 18,000 people. And everybody go crazy. And everybody shooting. Just like when fucking Miss Elizabeth came back to Macho at yeah. WrestleMania 7. 7? Yeah. And everybody was crying in front of fucking ringside. Yeah. You know, they... So, I, I, part of me is wanting to, like, go... Like, this is like the pay-per-view before Mania where I want all the, all the assholes to win. Yeah. So that everybody gets their comeuppance on a bigger stage. Yeah. You know, which is funny to say a bigger stage when you're talking about WrestleMania in your house. Right? Yeah, um, in your house. The all, the last match that does not have a title or a stipulation: Kevin Owens against Seth Rollins. Okay, this is a perfect example of one of those ROH style 
things where Tyler Black versus Kevin Steen. Yes. Uh I'm at an eight. That match could be fucking badass. Story there's, or build be damned. There's you enough, them. There's enough story there where even though I haven't been watching consistently for the last week or two of Rona, I think uh alright, cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm on board. This might be the, the, the shining star. Uh Steen? Or black? They turn a black away. Uh, uh, I'm come away with it again. You have a really good point. A really good point that you want the the fucking payoffs or the baby face to be in front of an audience. But are you going to do that for all of your fucking yes? Pieces? All of them? <laughs> You're going to wait start, two well, months. Well, these four matches have no implications. There's no belts, no stipulations, no nothing. All right. I'm going to give this a seven. The story is souring on me a little bit but even when years ago the roles were reversed and kevin owens was the second universal champion and rollins was chasing those matches were still good regardless of whatever dressing was around it yeah not to mention ring of honor shit so i'm at a seven just because i know what i'm gonna get in between the bells um i think this one i'm giving to owens all right let's give it to owens i agree <laughs> John Cena versus The Fiend in a Firefly Funhouse match. Before I get my anticipation level, I need to know what exactly we mean by Firefly Funhouse Funhouse match. No idea. I mean, is it the same as it was when it was Bray versus Orton in a house that was out in the middle of nowhere? The lights are all turned oh, off. Yeah, I don't even remember. Is that. it going to be that same bullshit? I don't know. I mean, can they do that? Because you know, social distancing <laughs> is the Firefly Fun. Funhouse, just the boiler room, the backstage area, is that it? I don't really know what to expect from this match, to be honest. So, I'm going to go with about a three. Because <laughs> I, re wow. I really don't wow. know what they can actually do. And I don't know I don't know what to expect. Um, Is there a good story there? Yeah. But there should have been something else for Fiend. Fiend should have not lost the Universal title. Mm -hmm. He shouldn't be in the special attraction match, which, hey, guess what? John Cena is now the special attraction. And, oh, great, John Cena is the special attraction. Ugh. You know? <laughs> like, good for him. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to boo him with the fervor I used to because it's, you know, okay, now you're just a special attraction. It's okay. You're fine. You know? But I'm, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, it's John Cena! Yeah, I'm like, oh, hey, Cena. Okay, cool. <laughs> now, what the fuck is he doing with with Bray? You know what? You know what? What match? Okay, this this is probably gonna be dumb. For shits and giggles. Okay. Uh, yesterday. Okay. Yesterday. Mm-hmm. I went back and saw Final Deletion. Okay. Hardy versus Hardy. Okay. From Impact. Um, Not WWE. Yeah. Key point. But we did have Woken Matt versus Bray. Yeah. At the compound. Yeah. On WWE. Yeah. And now we're getting the transition where we have this bipolar Bray Wyatt. You have Mr. Rogers and then you have the monster, the fiend. I think schizophrenic is schizophrenic. The more, yeah. Okay, thank yeah. you. Schizophrenic. Not bipolar. Yeah, schizophrenic. Um 
and seeing how Hardy is continuing the broken story in AEW, which we'll talk about later on before the show's over. I'm expecting Bray Wyatt's version of Final Deletion with this match. Okay. Because... That's what we thought was match, gonna happen with match, Norton. Matches be yeah, but that was the fiend. That wasn't the fiend Bray Wyatt. That was old rocking chair Bray Wyatt. That, okay. that that we're already trying to burn that bridge. Obviously, so uh, what was that match called? It wasn't Firefly Fun Funhouse. No. It was. I don't remember what the fuck that match was called. <laughs> um, I'm expecting like this whole cinematic fucking thing. And another okay. advantage of being not live, where you can do something like this, yeah. I'm I'm kind of, I'm thinking I'm at an eight for this. Okay, I think I'm at an eight for this because okay. because you're not bound by audience, you're not bound by time restriction, you're not bound by uh, by limitations just by what's around you. You can create an environment around you, even if that around you is nowhere near where everyone else is. So, I'm expecting them to do something completely non wrestling related. Well, this. I hope they do. I want it to be out there. I, I, I would like to see Final Deletion out of this match. Like an episode of Saw. But what I think we're going to see is Piper versus Goldust. Oh, that Hollywood backlot, <laughs> bro. Dang. I mean, I don't know oh, if I, no, can, man, I, don't know if no. I can trust WWE. Come on, man. <laughs> Fuck. I've got The Fiend winning. <laughs> At this uh, point, if the fiend doesn't win, like my interest in his character, whether it's in front of anyone or no one, is gonna be like next to nothing. Fiend should fiend. win, but never bet against Cena. So mm. I'm gonna go with Cena. Speaking of matches where you can go beyond what's around you, mm-hmm. Boneyard match: AJ Styles versus The Undertaker. Now. What's a boneyard match? It's basically going to be a buried alive match, I would think. You would but, think, but like in a cemetery. So like we're going to have two off-site matches that are. Oh, did we not mention before we started rambling about this card that rumor has it most of this shit's already taped? Like we're oh, not yeah. getting a live WrestleMania out of these two nights, right? Yeah. So I don't think we mentioned it. No. So coming back to that, we have different places. Still, we're going to have. Two Hollywood backlot bras, bras on this uh this card. Maybe three if you're talking Last Man Standing with Edge and Orton. But we'll get there. Nah, that sounds like an actual Last Man Standing. Some of those start in the ring. They'll fight around the arena. That kind of thing. This I don't know what the fuck is a boneyard match. Is this? I would think it's very live. Is this an offsite match? Yeah, I would think it is. Yeah. Offsite. Mm. I don't know, man. I, if I gave the other match a three, I gotta be fair and I gotta give this match a three. Even though it's AJ <laughs> and Taker, three and LOL Taker wins because it's Undertaker and it's Mania. Four. I have a four. Four. Yeah. Um, Why are you so low on this one? Because I need it because because we should I shouldn't have the doubt that you have right now. I don't need to be asking anyone what a boneyard match is at this point of, of a week before Mania. Taker was in Less front of than a week. Taker was in front of a camera this past Monday. He could have easily they could have easily made clear, oh, we're gonna have a buried alive match in the in the cemetery. 
and this is and, and I, I reserve this plot just for you and have an actual fucking plot in real dirt out in open space that I can go into Google Maps and find <laughs> and and see that it's fucking AJ Styles, you know. Um, I can appreciate that they're trying to subtly, kind of not so subtly, bring back the uh, American Badass or um, Big Evil, which was a amalgamation yeah. of the, the heel and the, 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 the face taker. Um, but it just doesn't... The, the feud doesn't fit, man. Like... Fill in this blank. Dream match, WrestleMania, AJ Styles versus blank. Is Taker the first name that comes no. up to your mind? No. <laughs> exactly. No. Dream match, WrestleMania, AJ Styles versus Shawn Michaels. Ooh. Right off the tongue. I already know. AJ and Taker? What? Even AJ's first promo where he dropped in Michelle McCool and did all the pictures of, oh, you posting all this stuff on Instagram and you're doing all this and you're hanging out with Tiger King and all this other fucking bullshit. <laughs> Cena already pulled that at 34. So we don't need to... Just like Cena got tired of the same people that are complaining that Cena's like fucking the machine or whatever. Like it, I was hoping for a different approach to this. I don't know how we got... How we ended up with AJ versus Taker in a buried alive match in a cemetery. We could have easily... If that's what that is. Exactly. You, you, and even after Chamber, you could have easily had Taker, Black, and Kane. Against the OC, the OC, yeah. an established brand that you're trying to get over, yeah. instead of having the two stooges behind mom, mom haircut, you know, like it just yeah, you. There's they a really devalued Gals and Anderson throughout this feud. They're just yeah, they are. They're stooges now. They're not the best tag team to ever been with one of the best singles wrestlers ever. They're not the only club that matters. They're just eh, a couple of guys. And a top ten singles wrestler if you count Carl Anderson's stuff in the in the G one. Yeah. And he's like, so yeah, I'm I'm just I'm I'm not feeling this at all. Okay. And at this point in the career, I think the American badass can afford to have a loss at Mania. I have AJ winning this. <laughs> okay. Not that it, I really care. I just. China. What does a win against Undertaker at Mania do for anybody now? Unless you're fucking Zack Ryder. <laughs> you know, somebody that doesn't win anything. Somebody that's on the come up. Unless you're fucking Leo and that, Rush. And that goes back <laughs> to like other, other booking. Because if I'm, say for example, just hypothetical, I wanted AJ versus Shawn Michaels. I would have easily had a nice three or four week build. And oh my god! Holy fuck! That's where this could have fit in. We could have had AJ versus Undertaker at Elimination Chamber because Shawn Michaels have wanted because AJ wanted the match with Taker after the Rumble, but but with Shawn, but Shawn can't wrestle unless he asks the person that retired him for permission, and since Taker <laughs> and since Taker won't give it to Shawn, AJ's gonna beat the shit out of Taker. So not only can Taker beat him at Mania, I mean at Elimination Chamber, Taker gives HBK the blessing to beat the fuck out of him at Mania. That's <laughs> and you can't even do that now because you blew your load at fucking Saudi having DX too. against the de God. Fuck, send me the check, Trump. God, Trump. Well, you mean this Vince? is some kind of stimulus check for all this shit oh. that I've been throwing out. 
But you could have easily... Th- I, I still can't fathom how we ended up with AJ versus Taker in a Boneyard match. I just... I don't get it. I don't... I doubt people wanted to see this. I doubt if people will want to see this. I don't want to see it. But again, you know how I feel about Taker. And then, and then the, the other caveat, which sometimes can be a detriment to me, well, most of the times can be a detriment to me, if I know that this already happened, like, does it matter that it's not live? Did it already happen? Oh, oh you mean pre-recorded. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Does okay. it matter that this is a pre-recorded segment? To me, it doesn't. It doesn't. Neither with the Firefly Funhouse? Neither with the entire goddamn card. It doesn't. It doesn't. Because I... That's a thing I can forgive. Because we're all going through some shit. All of us are going through some shit because of the coronavirus. So I get it. If you had to tape it, cool. That doesn't forgive shitty booking. Yeah. You could control shitty booking. You can't. You couldn't control the fact that you were going to have to tape everything. Yeah. So. Edge versus Orton, last man standing. I would have been at like a 9 or a 10. If it wasn't for the fact that this is last man standing, so I'm at it. Because it's six. your least favorite match ever. Least favorite match yeah. stipulation. Oh, I hate last man standing. So I'm at a six. Edge's return doesn't raise it up? Or is it already that's raising why, it? That's, that's already raising it. <laughs> yeah. Six is the a, is a, is a sky like for I said, you. this could have been nine. <laughs> this could have been nine, despite the fact that it was Orton. You know? <laughs> like... Cause Edge, oh my God, Edge is back, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it not now. No, they they put a they put a little bit of fucking blue cheese on it and made it nasty by making it nice man standing. I hate blue cheese, by the way. We. <laughs> it's like you had a perfectly good burger, but then you put fucking blue cheese on it. I think it was this time last year where I had to stick to my guns and give the main event of WrestleMania zero, which was Becky Charlotte Rousey. Because how they they fumbled the ball from the beginning And I was steadfast from the beginning I was at a zero So when this first happened And Orton betrayed Edge and took him out I was like alright We're going to have one more match Then Orton took out fucking um, Edge's wife Beth Phoenix And I'm like man They're booking themselves into a corner This has to be some kind of ridiculous Like someone's going to literally die Tonight or match. Otherwise, yeah. if, if if I see Edge and Orton in the ring and the first thing they do is headlocks, I'm done because yeah. that's not what the, that's not what you advertised to me. Right. So the fact that they're actually doing a last man standing match, as much as I don't like the match, I have to agree that uh, I have to state that on this match, the booking's been done right. So for that, I'm giving this an eight. Okay. Um, it'll play off of whatever limitations Edge will have because he had. It's nine years of fucking rust. There has to. There's gonna be some kind of hiccups. And to be honest, I wouldn't want WWE to edit them out because they have the ability to. I want to see the flaws that Edge does in the ring because this is a guy. He hasn't even wrestled since he came back from the Rumble. So I want to see him make mistakes. I want to see him botch because that's a real story you're telling. Yeah. And it's a story you can easily embellish on commentaries. Like, Orton's, Orton's a well-oiled machine. Edge has been on the, on the fucking on the storage room lot. Like, this guy has not been driven. So it's easy to... That's a presentation that you can give me. So up to now, I think they've done it right. 
that promo Edge gave when they first were in front of that PC in front of nobody where yeah. he didn't have to worry about reactions and he could say he could deliver that was good that was fucking almost Jake Roberts level where you had to shut the fuck up to hear what he was saying because what he was saying meant something and, that's and he was loud good. when he needed to be loud yeah. he growled when he needed to growl he looked in the eyes with Dude, his fucking conviction. Dude, That's another good example it. of why I don't really give a fuck that there's not an audience there. Because if you do it right, it, you don't need the audience there. And Edge Dunn did it right. And Owens had his moments. Yeah, yeah. On the mic, he's had his moments. But let me tell you who didn't do it right. Beth. No. Um, Sasha and Bailey. When Sasha and Bailey went out. I think it was Ooh. the same episode. That first episode, they were playing to yeah. play game, like there were people there. Yeah, yeah they're he, not he doing made, it right. He made that clear last time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's again it, what you're actually putting out there, the product that you actually have out in front of the camera that you can control and your wrestlers can control and your promos that they're cutting that can be controlled you can't control that there's not an audience all right roll with those fucking punches and do shit that edge did you know don't do the shit that sasha and bailey did you know so did they do it right yes is this good booking yes like i said i could be at an eight or a nine if it wasn't for a fact that was it's just the type of match that you don't like that's my own personal Last would a first blood match done it for you? Maybe, yeah. I probably would have been a little bit like, okay, cool, I'm at an eight. Yeah. You know? Uh, if it was like some sort of, I don't know, if it was a TLC match, I'd probably be at a nine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd be at a nine if it was TLC. Save know? that for October, November. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, Who, the story is good. Is it too obvious that it's a, a hero's return and Edge wins? Or do you want to see Orton eke it out? I don't know, because again, you have a really good point. You want to have the heroes return. You want to have the heroes pop in front of people that could actually pop. <laughs> you know? Uh, they ain't even colonels out there. Ain't nothing worth popping. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if this was AEW and the wrestlers were out there ringside to pop, okay. Yeah. Then all the fucking cards are out on the table. But without the way WWE's been doing it, where there ain't nobody out there fuck, except for fucking Saxton? Mm, nah. Now it's a five. Nah. Nah. You can't do that. So who are you picking? Orton. Nice. Be bold. The Kabuki Warriors against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross for the women's tag team titles. I want to be higher, but I'm at a five. Um, I think they've built this well enough. Um, and the Kabuki Warriors, they're a good tag team. Alexa and Nikki are a good tag team. I just feel like the Kabuki Warriors had a vacation for being the tag team champions for a long time. <laughs> It didn't help that Asuka's character was devalued through the whole Becky Lynch stuff. Yeah. And then now, oh, by the way, she's still a tag champ, so you have to treat her with some kind of respect. It just, it, it kind of hurts it. I'm at a four. Yeah. This feels, uh, this is another example of you could put this on, on, on Raw or SmackDown. As, not as filler, but like, fuck. If NXT is canceling TakeOver and spreading TakeOver-level matches over two episodes of weekly NXT television, why can't you do this with WrestleMania? Why can't you just stick them on TakeOver or NXT, yeah. right? Because remember, the women's tag team titles can be defended on any brand. Yeah. Why not? 
Um, I got the Kabuki Warriors winning because I think that while Asuka was on vacation getting her ass jobbed out. And Kyrie was nursing another concussion, I think. Yeah. So while that was happening, I, I think they did get devalued and they need something to revalue them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. I agree. Asterisk. Asterisk. Why is there an asterisk? Mismo defends the titles against both the Usos and the New Day in a ladder match. Asterix because rumor about on the internets is that the Miz at the last second during the tapings of this of this event backed out. And we don't know what's going on with that. My anticipation level is at a zero. What the duck, bro? You can't you, zero. There's other than zero. Other than Undisputed Era, there's not tag talent on the WWE roster like the Usos and the New Day, who have shared a match of the year candidate match last year or two years ago. And you're putting the Miz and the Morrison in there to either solidify their tag team goodness or to put over more one of these two teams. Why are you at a zero? Zero. Settle. Settle. Why? Because of the asterisk? Got you. That's all you have to say? Is it going to be New Day versus the Usos and then that's it? And Mismo is for stripped? The, for the vacated For time. the vacated time. And you're going to strip them because this dude didn't want to give Corona to his fucking brand new daughters? That's fucked up. Are you going to turn that into a storyline or is that just going to be backstage? Ooh, another pipe bomb from the Miz with Morrison? Yeah. Give me that. I mean, that could Give be. me that. If they allow them to fucking do that. Or is it going to be, Holy oh, well, they're going to... Fuck, that's they're, another ring. They're, they're not going to put the tag team titles on the line and the number one contender with those others. Or is it going to be just Morrison and versus the other two? Or a representative from each team? Or something stupid? I don't even know what's going to happen for this match. This match may not even happen. So how can I anticipate it when I don't even think this match is going to go down? Zero. Zero. All right, then we'll skip it. <laughs> Part of the reason why you might be feeling that way is because the Street Profits are defending the Raw titles against Angel Garza and Austin Fury from NXT. Four? The only reason why that's a four is the fucking ROH theory. (laughs) See what I did there? Um, The fact that you just look at it on paper and it's nice. On paper, Austin Theory, Angel Garza. Yeah, 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 cool. But um, the fuck? Why Austin Theory? All of a sudden, two weeks before Mania, a week before Mania, now he's getting a fucking tag team title match on the grandest show of them all when he's still trying to be established on NXT? That's kind of bullshit, guys. Seriously. But, alright. Can I fine. pause you there? Yeah. Let's look at the other end of that coin that you just mentioned. Yeah. That, for me, that really devalues Charlotte versus Ripley. Because, Thank you. Because, holy shit, this is a big fucking moment. Rhea Ripley, the first ever legit current NXT women superstar, or NXT superstar. Because by then, Black and Ricochet were already on Raw television. First time ever an NXT superstar wrestling, wearing the NXT banner 
on Mania. And then, oh, because AOP, one of them got hurt again, we're replacing them with two Mexicans, Andrade, which is all right, and Angel Garza. And I'll let that slide because Angel's already been on television for a, for a minute on Raw with Humberto. But now, now that Andrade can't can't go, instead of saving that match for television, you're gonna actually stick a, an unproven, untested kid from NXT again. Fill in the blank. The first person from NXT that I want to see on WrestleMania is blank. Not Austin Theory. Exactly. <laughs> Velveteen, Cole, Ciampa, Gargano, Fish. Fish. O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Holy shit! Profits against Fish and O'Reilly. Yeah, yeah you're giving us this? Settle. Yeah, no miedo. Just settle. Zero, dude. And as much as I like the Street Profits, I don't give a fuck who wins this match. Because this that doesn't dive. belong here. Ooh, that dive on Monday. Oh, his coccyx. Oh. <sighs> Pour one out for Stacy's mom and his coccyx. Oh. He had to go there, didn't you? God damn, poor dude. No, that might have been a receipt. Because earlier in the match, Montez did like a backflip. And fucking Austin ate all that shit. Ate his fucking knees on his ribs. Mm. It looked nasty. Mm. Cleveland nasty. Mm. And so that was, his, <laughs> that was his comeuppance. That, oh, God, look at that. Oh, God, gross. Um, I know. I don't know how that happens. It just it doesn't happen that way. So I'm at a zero for this match, and I don't care who wins. I just kill Theory before he even shows up to the fucking PC at this point. I don't know. But hell, this could be like five years from now we laughing. Remember when we hated Austin Theory? Now he's fucking ruined Well, and then, see, that's the thing, though. I don't hate Austin Theory. I like what I've seen. You know, on and I'm a fan of him from the documentary on the wrestlers. Yes, yes. I, I want him to succeed. But the situation just doesn't call for him. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Daniel Bryan against Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental title. Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn at WrestleMania? I don't think that's even happened in Ring of I, Honor. I would be... Fully erect at a 10 if this was done right, but it's not. Define right. If this was a long-standing feud of two ca characters that have been built for the last year and a half to be competent wrestlers who put on classic matches, who are workhorses who fucking go and do what they could fucking do. If this was Brian Danielson versus El Generico... Holy shit, man. Yes, I want to see that. But this is not Daniel Bryanson versus uh, El Generico. This is Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, who kind of hasn't really done a whole lot in the recent past. Like, he had the fucking hemp title, and then he lost it. And what's he done since then? Not much. Versus the Great Liberator, who's basically... A cowardly heel manager, not even wrestler. He's a cowardly heel manager, not even wrestler. Like, I, I know what El Generico can do. I know he's a badass fucking wrestler who could do amazing stuff in that ring. I know that. 
but just watching what he is and his character and his role right now, his character and his role right now is that he's a bumbling idiot who hides behind his beef, which is Cesaro and Nakamura, which are there, the competent wrestlers. I'm just an advocate. You may as well put fucking Heyman out there. You may as well put fucking Slick out there. Like, it, you have a manager who happens to get the fucking Intercontinental title defending it against somebody who should be wrestling in main events. Who should be wrestling for the WWE title or the Undisputed title. Not somebody who should be wrestling for an Intercontinental title. So, on paper, this should be a fucking 10. But it's not. It's a five. Because I'm still going to give credit for the fact that they probably could do a good match. That they could surprise me. I'm going to hate myself for saying this. Okay. I'm at an eight. <laughs> I don't drink. <laughs> but I'm going to grab some chocolate. <laughs> a little bit of the bubbly. Alright, so let me explain to the people that decided to not leave when I said that. The story is that Drew Gulak is finding holes in Daniel Bryan's game. From the old days, from the your days of Bryan Danielson to where he's trying to get him to be better. Yeah, and you're and putting that's a decent story and you're putting life. him in the ring against a guy that had a match of the year candidate quality match with Shinsuke Nakamura at Takeover Dallas. So, in the company WWE, it's possible that they can give us as close to a cover song of what they would do in Ring of Honor that they can. Because of that, I'm at an eight. If I get disappointed, it's on me because I shot. Too, I aim too high, but I can't. I, how else? Can, how else can I aim when you're talking about Daniel Bryan and fucking Sami Zayn? Regardless of the character, we know once you put them in the squared circle, they paint. So I'm leaning more towards that than I am whatever it's lacking building there. Oh, okay. you know, because I want to see Bryan versus Nakamura. <laughs> I want to see Brian against Cesaro again. But we're off to a good start if you're giving me Brian versus Zayn. Okay. And eventually, if Brian takes the title off of Zayn as retaliation, he might have to face all of those one at a time. So I'm, I'm going I'm to stick with my eight. And I hope I get proven right. Okay. Or wrong and they go higher. <laughs> Otherwise, why bring they Brian back? They certainly have the capability of going higher. Why bring Brian back if not for him to at least show us one or two, one more hurrah as far as like legit pro wrestling, yeah. pro wrestling. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I got Brian winning. I got Brian winning the title. This I've, I've got this thing going on. Damn it! Wait, you mean the wrestler is going to beat the manager? Yeah. Who the fuck? Yeah. I've got this story going almost all year. I could even see a a Survivor Series four on four where Zayn hires another guy, a new guy, and Brian Gulak and a couple of other tech. They fuck it, re rebuild Catchpoint from Evolve and have Gulak and Brian and a couple of other grapplers on there and just do a Survivor Series four on four. Like you can literally keep this going if you want to, if you space out the story enough and give everything enough room to breathe. Okay. So I've got Brian winning this and. and Push the train along. Keep it going. All right. Did that the wrestler beating the manager? Yes, the wrestlers are going to beat the manager. Got you. 
Fatal Five Way for the SmackDown Women's Title: Bailey, Lacey, Naomi, Tamina, Sasha. Where are you at with this? I'm at a four. Tamina has absolutely no business in this match. None. Zero. I'm under the premonition that fucking Snooker killed his wife, and the only reason WWE's keeping their mouth shut is because they got Tamina on the roster. That's that's the only. I have no. I have no idea what Tamina's doing here. The only time that I would be excited to see Tamina is on Dark Side of the Ring when she's talking about her dad. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know we're not supposed to, but goddamn. <laughs> Unless they do something completely different with Tamina's character, she's at the point of her career in that company that she needs to be uh, talent, road agent, something backstage, performance center, training the, the, the young kids on what, on what to do or what not to do. I, I hope she's not training people. But, have you seen her frog splashes? Dude, she... <laughs> she did not get on the genetic boat on that one. <laughs> you can't deny the, the bloodline, though. You have a lot... If you She grew, takes after her you, mama. You, you, if you grew up around wrestling, you, there has to be something you can learn. Fuck it. Go your, go your perspective. Teach them the mistakes they shouldn't be doing. There you go. That's something Tamina can do. Or you can just repackage her instead of being like this Fiji woman with the like her dad waited with the music and all that. You know what? Low key, just between you and me, and, and nobody over there is watching. I've seen Tamina during these Hall of Fames. She's attractive. I find her attractive. Why not have her do like okay. like Bailey or like Bailey's heel turn? She's ditching the hugs and all that stuff, and she's dude. Did you see the ass on Bailey last Friday? You could park a Buick on that thing. <laughs> How about a? Well, more you don't have a Buick. <laughs> I have two, so I know what to do. <laughs> Why not repackage Tamina's character and, and present her with more feminine, more? Let the beauty come out. But Tamina, that, that we've seen for the past five years, that Tamina is going to be in this match, I don't know what she's doing here. She has absolutely no business. Lacey. Okay, had, maybe. Lacey, maybe, but even then, she lost at the Rumble already. Fair and square. Okay. Why is she here? Cool. Flat out. Here's where I'm going to get a lot of shit. Does anyone care to watch Bailey versus Sasha Russell one more time when you have all that history on the network? You think Bailey and Sasha at WrestleMania, at Royal Rumble, at Survivor Series, at Money in the Bank, at Unforgiven, at Night of Champions, you think they're ever going to top TakeOver Brooklyn? You think they're ever going to top the Iron Woman match the, on the TakeOver Respect? What are we doing with this? At some point, you're going to have to take those bandages off. But I don't know if right now is the time to take that bandage off. You know? So I'm going to come out and just straight up say it. Sasha has absolutely no business in this match. Damn! The only people that have any business in this match is the person defending the title, Bailey, And I guess Naomi, because Naomi had a really good showing in the Rumble. They needed to announce this match sooner so that we could have had more segments of tension between Bailey and Sasha. That way, if you want to go that route, 
have Sasha win the title without pinning Bailey and see if the friendship still works with the roles reversed. Sasha holding the title and Bailey being the number two and and have that tension build where Bailey's like, here, you're welcome to have it like just like I did. Uh, something's not right. Give it to me. Give it to me. And that's how we see the, them combust. Yeah. Because you, WWE has this tick where sometimes they want to revisit history and sometimes they want to pretend shit never happened. Yeah. And they keep flip-flopping so much that it's hard to take a rivalry like this seriously where you can actually light the fuse and blow the shit up because you don't know if it's a dud or not. Yeah. So this is another one of those matches where I don't know what it's doing here. Yeah. Are you just doing it because you have to have a women's match for the sake of everybody getting a payday? Yeah. Or whatever? It's just... I'm, I'm so, not feeling it, man. I'm at a three. This is not the time to, to, to pull the trigger on Bayley versus Sasha. So I don't... I don't... I don't get it. I don't get it. I got Sasha winning it. Okay. I, I have Bayley retaining. Yeah. Either that or Naomi winning it. But then again, what that takes all the steam out of whatever they're trying to do, whether it's a brand new team to go after the women's tag team titles or if they want to split up Sasha and Bayley. Yeah. But whatever, if Naomi wins, it takes any, any heat, whether it's heat so that they could be together or heat so they could split. It takes any heat out of... Out of Sasha and Bailey, so I I don't know, man. You could have easily built Sasha and Bailey to be the um, to be the Eddie Guerrero Rey Mysterio from WrestleMania 21, where they fight each other as friends just to see who's the better talent, and the loser takes it so bad that it just makes them nuts and become heel Eddie Guerrero. I'm gonna take your kid. Yeah, you could have easily have given this time, or have treated that whole rivalry seriously from the beginning to where you could have that now. And I don't think they've done that. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I, I don't have much effort in that either. How about Rhea Ripley against Charlotte Flair for the NXT title? I want to be at a ten. I want to love this so much, but I think I'm gonna be dropped down to an eight. Because I am not convinced that they've built up Rhea enough. And I think that they're just resting on the fact that uh, the first time NXT is going to be at it. And then you fuck that up, like you mentioned before, with fucking Austin Theory. And you fuck that up with the fact that this is probably going to be the one time that I'm going to hold this against them. You fuck that up with the not being in front of an audience thing. This is probably going to be the one time I'm going to I'm going to really harp on that as as a thing. I get it; it's not in WWE's control, but it does take away a little bit of something because a lot of that promo package, the first one that we saw, where Rhea's like, "Yeah, I'm going to be at WrestleMania in front of seventy thousand people and this and that," and they show the picture of the arena where the Buccaneers player arena, the stadium. It's like, oh man, yeah, this is going to be pretty goddamn cool. Uh, oh yeah, they're going to be at the Performance Center now. In front of nobody. In front of nobody. Where a hometown crowd like Tampa would have really played to Bria's advantage. Yeah, and they're going to be on... Or night. a full-sale audience would have really benefited Rhea. Yeah, and are they going to be night one or night two? Uh, I don't know. If they're night two, then they could be like, oh, yeah, since it got fucked up, it didn't really happen, but it's going to happen, so we'll just put it on night two and hope you guys forget about it when WrestleMania next year comes around. You know? Yeah. So I feel like that specialness of it got lost. I hope Rhea was was going to be my pick to win it. She's my pick to win it. But now I think they're just going to go with the safe thing, which is Charlotte winning it. 
So you see Charlotte going to NXT? No. Because there's no point in Charlotte having the NXT title if she's not going to NXT. I mean, she or could, not she appearing could, regularly could, at NXT. She could lose it immediately, though. It just takes 10 seconds worth of changing light colors and you can set up an NXT stage and have Charlotte cut the same segment in between Raw segments of that day and just air it on NXT and it, it, the situation would be yeah. wiser. But... I mean, I would, I would be very pleasantly surprised if Rhea won. But I, at this point, with Mania being, being so weird, I think that WWE is going to tend to want to do the safer things, the things that won't rock the boat, the things that won't make it harder for themselves. And I think Charlotte winning is doesn't make it harder for themselves. Because Charlotte, Charlotte doesn't necessarily have to go to NXT. She could lose that title back to some other NXT person in a month, not show up. That's the storyline. Oh, Charlotte's our champion, but she doesn't show up. Somebody needs to go and challenge for the NXT title and get that on title all, back. Yeah, yeah, and like that's it. That's all you have to do. I was know? at a ten when Charlotte announced that she was fighting Rhea. I was at a nine to an eight when everything happened and it wanted to be moved to Performance Center. Now I'm at a five. Because I need to find, I need to Google the National Geographic episode where there's like referees in the wild, and they're just like everywhere. So like, if I were to trip down the stairs and our truth would come pin me, there's a referee that like from the fucking trees. How were there referees outside when Rhea got jumped by Charlotte? How? I don't know, man. Five. I'm out of five. All right. And and a part and a lot of that does have to do with what I mentioned earlier with devaluing the fact that she's not the only current NXT roster athlete that's on this Mania card. Yeah. Two nights worth. Um, but regardless, I have Rhea winning. Um, I'm gonna throw it out there because I'm retarded. Um, if they if we get to the point where wrestling is sociable again, Rhea's the perfect person. To do uh, like a wrestling society X kind of thing, and I would like to see Rhea against Charlotte in a mosh pit match, where they're at an arena where the live metal band playing and crowds and like an actual crowd, and they're actually fighting inside an actual mosh pit, and that's where the match happens. Interesting. And that plays to Rhea's strength because that's her home. She likes to fucking rock out to heavy metal and all that shit, and that puts Charlotte in an element that she's nowhere ready for. You but know, that's free balling because again, I'm in my third third drink. So, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack on what I had said. Uh, I think the safest thing isn't for Charlotte to win it. The safest thing also is not for Rhea to win it. The safest thing is double some fall. double pinfall, some sort of disqualification, protect both, a, a count out. Some some sort of wonky, dusty finish, a smudge finish, something weird's gonna happen. It's not it's not gonna be your straight up one, two, three. There's gonna be a, a funky, funky finish. Maybe maybe a double count out. Funky. You mean like somebody's gonna bite the back of somebody else's neck? Maybe. How about Lynch versus Baszler for the Raw Women's Championship? Now all this talk about Rhea is the NXT chick who's showing up and blah 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 blah. Does Baszler not get any of that love too? Is it just because she's a heel? 
Is Baszler on the main roster? No, because Baszler was already doing this shit after the Royal Rumble. So she was already on Raw. She had already established that she was on Raw. Okay. She was on the Elimination Chamber already as a Raw Super... Uh, I'm not sure if it was a Raw Superstar, but she's already having the impression. You know, she... I don't think... There was that number one contender battle royal. Okay. That Char- that uh, Rhea sh- uh, that uh, Baszler showed up on an episode of NXT. After that, that was it. Okay. Shayna was already in the main roster. Rhea Ripley is not on the main roster because she currently holds the NXT title. And she's been on NXT bi-weekly, if not weekly. I haven't watched all the episodes. So, I think because Rhea has the NXT title, she's more firmly an NXT talent as opposed to okay. Shayna Baszler. All right. So, Baszler versus Becky. Yeah. Raw title. Where Raw women's title. Six. I want to see the match happen. I think it's going to be a good match. I'm really interested to see if they're going to pull the trigger and give it to Shayna. Um, but I am very afraid. I'm afraid that Shayna's not going to be the same Shayna that we saw in NXT. The same way how... Oscar wasn't the same Oscar. Oh fuck! From the same moment how, she bit ba- Becky's neck, I checked out. She wasn't out. the same. Yeah, she's not the same. She, the AOP, That's a Vince guy. That's same. a Vince girl now. Yeah, it's not a Triple H kid. Yeah, that's a Vince girl. Yeah, so I think there's still time. She still has a little bit of the oh, Triple H genius on there's her. There's a lot of work now. You think there's so? A lot of work. Mario Kart. When you somebody shoots the inkling on you, and all the thing is like splattered. Yeah. That's that's fucking Rhea, uh, Rhea Ripley right but now. I'm not can, Rhea Ripley. Shayna Baszler. You can hit a ramp and all the ink will go oh, away. Oh, man. <laughs> hit the ramp like Montez Ford did. <laughs> I, I don't know. a lot of work I, to clean that. I'm man. not there yet. I'm not there yet. If if we see more weird-ass quirky shit out of Baszler, maybe at Mania or the Raw after Mania or something like that, then I'm going to be right there with you. But right now, I still have a little bit of hope that it's the same Shayna that we saw over there. And if it's the same same Shayna that we saw in NXT, I don't know who the fuck's winning this. Okay, so just like I had a little hope earlier that um, they they booked the story right with Edge and Orton up to now making it the match it had to be. I'm going to give them hope right now that since Shayna mopped the floor with the other five women at Chamber, yeah. that Shayna's going to dominate this match. This needs to be the female equivalent of Brock Lesnar. This match cannot go more than 10 minutes. Shayna needs to ultimately defiantly win this match against fucking Becky. And um, do it. This is going to be hard to like execute because I don't know where I'm coming from with this. But you have to beat Becky so bad at Mania that I forget who Ronda Rousey is. Mm. That's the struggle that Shane is going to come up with. Even Becky pointed out on those promos that you're you're the poor man's Shane, that you're the poor man's Ronda, and I beat Ronda. You're the poor man's Ronda. What do you think I'm going to do to you? You know, so Shayna has if if Shayna dominated five women at the chamber and Becky beat Shayna, then where do you go? But and Shawn Ronda's Michaels, not coming. Shawn Michaels used that exact same logic against Bret Hart. Oh, I beat the British Bulldog, and the British Bulldog beat you. So, yeah, I'm going to whoop your ass. And then, nope, Brett beat Sean. So, uh, I don't know, man. I think that there's been enough there. Uh, There's more of a body of work, and you've seen more versatility 
in Shayna's game versus Ronda's game. I think Shayna's a better wrestler than Ronda. Almost definitely. I, I really do. R- uh, Ronda was coming around, but still. Shayna's better. Even on the mic, I think Shayna's overall Shana's better Shayna's a better pro wrestler right now oh, than Ronda yeah. Rousey is. Hell yeah. Now, Ronda Rousey has the bigger name and is thus the bigger draw, but the better fucking worker, so to speak, is Shayna. So... Would you would you equate that if if would you equate Shayna's draw as Rousey in WWE if Night One ends with Becky versus Shayna? Would you count that as a main event? I don't know because if you're talking about Night One, I mean, are we are we calling the Night One last match the main event? Is that what we're doing? Are we having two main events and one main event is for Night One and one main event is for Night Two? Like, how are we treating this? It's WrestleMania too big for one night, so we split it right down the middle. <laughs> so it's like the lower card and then the mid card, and then the. And good by stuff. the way, I hope they mix it up. I don't want a Raw Mania and a SmackDown Mania. Yeah, they just put it together. I don't know what that was. I was trying to just put it together. But um, I've got Shayna winning. She has to win this at like dominantly. Otherwise, you're really putting yourself in the hole with the women's division on Raw. All right. I'll, I'll agree. You'll agree? Okay, I'll agree. Okay. You don't do that that often. That's why I had to double yeah. check to make sure. Nah, just... Asterisk. Oh, fuck. For the Universal title, as of Thursday, Thursday before Mania, it's Bill Goldberg against Roman Reigns. Now, Roman Reigns has already gone on Instagram and has admitted that he has backed out of WrestleMania because uh, autoimmune... Immunocompromised? He's immunocompromised because he's had yeah. cancer. Yeah. He's immunocompromised. So the SmackDown taping that we haven't seen yet will announce Goldberg's opponent, which will likely be Braun Strowman. But we're not going off of the future. We're going off of what we have now. So if Roman versus Goldberg would have happened, or is happening, what would your anticipation be for that? Now, see, you pose this a little bit differently than the the tag match. Mm -hmm. I would be a hard zero for the fact that there's an asterisk there. So, where we're at right now, Roman versus Goldberg asterisk, hard zero. But the way you ask me right now is, well, if this match was happening, where would you be? Maybe it would be about a five, maybe a four. Because um, I don't really want to see Goldberg wrestle. And wrestling Roman, it's a really weird way to get me to cheer for Roman. (laughs) But I hope Roman beats Goldberg. But I feel kind of like, ugh, about saying that. So I'm not excited about the match, but I mean... I kind of want to see can Roman and Goldberg actually do a decent match because we thought Ro- or we thought Goldberg versus Brock was going to be terrible, but eh, it was decent. So what in can a, in an arena can, with decent decent climate? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like so, what what can we see out of Roman? It's enough to pique my interest enough to get it up to a four. I'll settle at four. It'd be enough to pique my interest at least there. But for the most part, I really don't care. But I am at a resounding zero for present day Roman versus Goldberg asterisk. Zero. Agreed. Okay. If we were getting Roman versus Goldberg, I would probably be at about a three. 
and I'm going to look at the other side of the, of the picture because you focused on you don't want to see Goldberg wrestle. We have said on this show, you a lot more than I, but lately the both of us have been on the same wavelength. We want to cheer like Roman Reigns. I came home from that rumble going, motherfucker, I hope he does good at WrestleMania. I even laid out the fucking booking. Have him win at Elimination Chamber, earn the number one contender spot. He beat leukemia. He beat five motherfuckers. Now he's got a shot at Mania. Against the Fiend. The first, <laughs> against, uh, yeah, because we were still on that mindset against yeah. the Fiend. Yeah. And there were still other things that needed to happen for me. From the moment Roman came out the night after Elimination Chamber and said, I'm next because I said so, you lost me. Done. Like, I'm, I'm not that I'm kind of a big fucking deal, but I think in this match, for in this point of view, I reflect a lot of the wrestling audience, the hardcore wrestling audience, that feels like they want to cheer for Roman, but you keep giving me reasons not to. Yeah. So if this match were to happen as is in front of a crowd that would probably shit on both of these guys because that last one of the last SmackDowns when they had that segment that Roman was going to be the number one contender, they shat on both of those guys. I If this match was happening, I would be at a zero also, asterisk or not. However, if the news is true and we get Goldberg versus Strowman, what would your anticipation be for that match? Zero. What the fuck? It's all Goldberg. You don't want to see Goldberg wrestle, period. And Strowman. Ooh. I have zero fucks to give about Strowman. What has Strowman done recently at all? Nothing. I don't give a fuck about Strowman. And then... <laughs> and then... You do have to throw in my own personal feelings of all the stupid ass shit Strowman said in the last week or two. Oh. Where you had Moxley anonymously giving money to people so that they can, you know, be okay as far as wrestling goes. And then this be, motherfucker. Be specific, because I, I think that got lost in the translation. John Moxley donated money to independent wrestlers who were struggling at the time, advised fans anonymously. anonymously, and advised fans support independent wrestling. That's where we've all, mostly all of us have come from, so that we have a business to leave behind to our generation. Right. Not so much verbatim, but that's pretty much what his actions yeah. are doing. Yeah. And Braun, why don't you just be rich? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Strowman. And... Fuck you, Strowman, for making me agree with Jim Cornette. <laughs> the shit Jim Cornette said about Strowman was spot the fuck on. And I was like, motherfucker, I can't believe I'm sitting here agreeing, agreeing with Corny. <laughs> um, Braun can talk all he wants, but when you let a woman like Camille Brickhouse go, you will always be in the wrong. What? <laughs> Uh, Camille, the manager for Nick Aldis on NWA. Oh. Have you seen her? Uh, no. Google her when you okay. get out. They used to date. Oh. Braun let that go? Mm. You a sucker. No yeah. matter how rich you are or what you used to drive or whatever you went through. So, you're still a sucker. Not only do I not care about Braun oh. Strowman, the guy, 
Now I also don't. I, on top of the fact that over the recent, well, Braun Strowman the character. Six now Braun Strowman the guy. The, la- the last six months, Braun Strowman the character. What has he done? He lost Swat. to Sami Zayn. You know, you know who's been more interesting? Fucking Eric Rowan with his fucking freak, fake tarantula has been more interesting. What has Strowman done? Nothing. They haven't put any time or thought or effort into making him rich. And he's sitting there collecting a check, becoming rich without doing shit. Let me so help you. fuck you. <laughs> let, me, let me help okay. you. Yeah. <laughs> this could be an opportunity where two wrongs can make a right. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Two wrongs don't make a right, but three rights, rights make, make a, a left. left. <laughs> <laughs> we all listen to Lil Wayne. So, you can es- reestablish a menacing monster among men by, at the same time, finally putting the last nail in the coffin of a WWE, WCW legend that refuses to know his place. Ugh. So, I would have Braun go over Goldberg. And just start with Braun as the champion. See, see who you feed him to. Who feed? Who you feed to Braun? No, you're gonna see Braun fed to Goldberg after a half botched jackhammer. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. He's gonna try to get that big <laughs> motherfucker up. Doesn't get him up all the way, <laughs> no, and then drops him. Now you're gonna be like, damn! I knew Goldberg wrestled in Japan. I didn't know he did Brainbuster. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that was kind of like a snap suplex, but it was more like a slap suplex. Like, like he's just gonna... <laughs> One, two, three. That's it. Oh my god, he hit him with the jackhammer! The Rock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE title. What you got? Seven? Seven. Um... Drew winning in the Royal Rumble was quite a pleasant surprise. The tale of two Royal Rumbles, and in in those Royal Rumbles, there was a tale of two Rumbles in there, uh, was interesting with a nice little juxtaposition of Brock dominating and then getting thrown out by Drew and then Drew dominating. That was cool. I really liked it. There hasn't been an interruption. There hasn't been an asterisk on this match yet. Um... So, so far, I, I'm intrigued. Am I sold on the fact that I could put all my eggs in the Drew basket to think that Drew could actually beat Brock? No. I don't think he, he can. If, if there wasn't the corona, if this was regular WrestleMania pirate <laughs> at the Buccaneer Stadium with... 70, 80,000 fans, and everybody's cheering for Drew all of a sudden because they're on the Drew bandwagon. Because that's the other thing I kind of feel about this. All of a sudden, people are bandwagon fans of, of Drew McIntyre. I kind of feel like that because they just happen to make him at Rumble. This isn't somebody that's been made who should have won the Rumble that we wanted to win the Rumble and then did. Nobody really had Drew picked. He was still a heel the last year before the Rumble season came around. Yeah, he was still a heel maybe like two weeks before the Rumble. Yeah. You know, so now, like, like it seems a little bit too knee jerk. Do I think he's gonna win? No, I don't. AJ didn't beat him. Cena didn't beat him. Brian didn't. Beat Brian him. didn't beat him. Finn didn't beat him. Seth didn't beat him. No, Seth beat him twice. Oh yeah, Seth did beat him. Well, but there was one time where he didn't, right? Because he fought him three times, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but 
So many people tried. So many. People oh, that failed. was that. That was that battleground match where Seth evolved into the Undertaker. <laughs> okay, um, so there was a lot of people that don't beat Brock. I don't think a guy that you just pushed, that you just made, is gonna be the next big guy. And you're going to give him the mantle of beating Brock Lesnar? No, I think what you're doing for him is the same thing you were doing with Umaga. You're going to build a guy to feed him to Cena. <laughs> you're going to build somebody to feed him to your big guy. You created quite a nice snack of a meal just to give it to... Lesnar. There's one thing that I haven't seen done to Lesnar yet that I want to see done, and it's not going to happen at WrestleMania. Hmm. I've got I'm at a I'm at an eight for this because I remember the the chosen one. I remember Drew being the humble beginnings. I've seen Drew whoop ass in Impact. I've seen Drew have some pretty good matches in, in uh, NXT. So I'm invested in this. I'm happy for Drew. Uh, he's one of those guys that every 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 turn of the cycle of the of a roster, there's a guy or two that's like, you know what? It's his time. Like Kofi, it's his time. Like Debray, it's his time. Drew's the next guy was like, you know what? He's earned it. It's his time. But every time that it's those times, it's obvious. Hmm. I've got Brock beating Drew, and then I have Drew winning the money in the bank, and I have Drew cashing in on Brock and taking it from him by surprise. Okay. And then we continue where Brock says, you know what? Or Heyman's like, you you can't you can't beat Brock straight up. You had to go behind his back to do it. Now the rubber match at a SummerSlam, at a Survivor Series, but with Drew as the champ, and that's when you solidify that third time that Drew. Like Omega. Omega caught a one. Fuck that was bananas, but he didn't get it done. Omega caught a two. The new the new standard of Iron Man. He didn't win, but he didn't lose either. That third match, G the G1, that's when Omega finally got it. And that's when he was like, <sighs> to the point where now that he's up here, that number four was where he was really, where he won the title. But number yeah. three was where he was made. Yeah. That G1 climax is where he was made. And the third match of these two is going to be where Drew's going to be made. It's not going to happen at Mania. Okay. So I've got Brock winning against Drew. It's going to be a good one. But I've got Brock winning. Hmm. And that's one of the few matches that I'm not going to fast forward through or change the channel. I legit want to watch that. Okay. So. Some of those Heyman promos at a, at a, at a, after a while, you know, when you're building up to these big fours and you have those two months to build. After a while, pom, promo, uh, Heyman's promo can be a bit repetitive. But uh, I'm, just, I'm at an eight and I want to see this. Bad. Okay. I've got... I've got I've got Baszler versus Becky main eventing night one, and I have Lesnar and McIntyre main eventing the night two. Those are my picks for You that. don't think Edge Orton's going to main event night one? That's a solid uh, co. Okay. I've got Edge and Orton right beneath those two, right beneath the women. Hi. <laughs> what's, what's your anticipation level for the entire shebang, the two-night ordeal? <laughs> This is very unfair, and I don't want to be biased because I've been watching NXT and AEW as a priority over Raw or SmackDown for at least four months. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. Since the whole Wednesday Night War started, that was my must-see. Okay. 
but this perfect storm of incoherent storytelling, not in an empty arena, not not at the stadium, not in front of an audience. Possibly not sure all the matches. Not even sure what's live and what's Memorex. Memorex. I'm at a three. Okay. I'm at a three. Mm-hmm. If this was happening at. Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, I would not have made the effort to go watch WrestleMania, which was the same thing I did last year. I went to New York, and I still didn't go. I didn't go to Mania. I did TakeOver in G1, but I do Mania. If I would have been there, to, if I would have left tonight after we finished recording and drove through the night, I would have probably saw some wrestling Friday night and Saturday night because WrestleMania would have still just been one night if everything was normal, and I would have driven back Sunday. Okay. So I'm at a three for this. How about you? Bro, I'm. I'm gonna do you one better. I'm at a two. Oh fuck! Um, um, the roster stacked with talent. You can't deny that there's actual fucking talent on this. There's 16 matches. There's at least like again. There's like 40 people here. Again, it's the the talent is tasting the, the fucking menu. I don't want the chicken nuggets, the Chick Fil A, the McDouble. The Big Mac, a quarter pounder, a double quarter pounder, and I don't want all of it. <laughs> I Thank don't you want for all not of mentioning it. the filet fish. I don't want the filet fish either. Goddamn, I don't want a, a freaking McFlurry and a McFlurry with, with uh, M&M's Oreos and this and, and, and like, Oh and... my God, no! Done. Two nights, sixteen matches. Most of them don't make sense. And you add Gronk on top. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even talk about Gronk. We don't need to. I just did. That's it. Like, dude, no, 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 no. All the shit that you just mentioned, all that, like, oh, it's not in an audience and the bad booking and this and that, you add on top of the fact that you get double the shit? (laughs) If you put a gun to my head and you shit out a turd and you said, you better fucking eat this turd or I'm going to shoot you in the head. Damn, okay. I, I uh-huh. might, I'm going to my, my, blowjob that gun. I'm, I'm not eating that shit. I might nibble because I want to live. <laughs> but if you tell me, all right, you finish this turd, guess what? I got another one for you. <laughs> I'm dead, dude. Like, seriously. This is not dim sum where you get full because you didn't realize you were full because you were enjoying your time and you were trying different things and oh man it's cool and it's exotic and weird and oh, oh man this is God. delicious and that no this is like you go to mcdonald's and you order every goddamn thing off of the menu and the reason why people do it and make it into youtube shows is because it's entertaining because it's so absurd but i'm not recording a youtube show well i mean i am <laughs> recording a youtube show of me doing it but if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be, like, no, I'm not excited for this mania. Like, I said it at, at the top of the show. Every year we say, man, it just doesn't feel like WrestleMania weekend, man. It doesn't feel like WrestleMania season. It doesn't, I'm not excited yet. This particular year, I am the opposite of excited. This particular year, I'm dreading it. I don't want to waste the whole fucking weekend. Well, let me help you. This isn't Dark Side of the Podcast either, so let's not talk about shooting ourselves. Oh, God damn. <laughs> let's brighten this up a little bit. Something that we're about to break out, oddly enough, randomly, for the, thir- for the third year on our nice little show. Mania Madness Year! 
Now this one was one that we kind of did. Well, you kind of did last minute. Thank you, sir, for putting this one together. Which um, WWE sampled that dim sum and made their own out yeah, of it. Yeah, they did, the fucking bastards. <laughs> so Mania Madness 2020, the rules were not as simple as the bracket tournament. Basically, you're building your own WrestleMania. Ten matches on your WrestleMania card. Out of those ten matches, one had to be a tag match. One had to be a women's match. And to top it all off, you couldn't double dip. Your wrestler could only perform once on the card. Which made it like the Sudoku of wrestling to try to figure out which match you wanted to keep. But like not have them go... Yeah. Like, Bret Hart. Bret versus Owen. Bret versus Sean. Bret versus Steve Austin. If you're really that fucking sick, Bret versus Vince McMahon. But, <laughs> but if you take, for example, Bret versus, versus Austin, then you couldn't do Austin versus The Rock. Or right. you couldn't do Austin versus The Rock. Or you couldn't do Austin versus The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you Austin versus Vince. <laughs> or you couldn't, do, you couldn't do Bret versus Owen. Or you couldn't do Bret versus Sean. Or you couldn't do Bret versus uh, Yoko. There's yeah. a so there so or Luger or or Luger no Yoko, no, Yoko yeah, versus yeah, it was Yoko okay. so that's how all that worked and um, I'm surprised this this got some play as a last this, minute thing this was difficult <laughs> it's difficult Hector Reyes here's his card Undertaker versus Shawn from WrestleMania 25. Steamboat. Wait, wait, wait. Are you you going opener to main event? This, I'm just running down. I'm guessing his is in no in no particular order. Okay. Taker versus Sean from 25. Steamboat versus Macho from three. This was a, a solid consensus from most people. 3D versus Edge and Christian versus the Hardys. TLC from 17. That's the tag match. Yeah. Austin Rock from 17. Brett versus Owen from 10. Charlotte versus Becky versus Sasha from 32 for the first ever women's title. They ditched the Divas title then. Uh, Brian Batista Orton from 30. Brock versus Angle from 19. Guerrero versus Ray Ray from 21. Jericho versus CM Punk from 28. That's a good one. That was his list. Why don't you read the next list right there, All right. Right there beneath it? So Robert Midlands. All right. He has... Hart versus Austin from 13. Warrior versus Savage from 7. Angle versus Lesnar from 19. Taker versus Sean at 25. Piper versus Goldust, goddammit, at 12. <laughs> Rock versus Hogan at uh, 18 or X8. Uh, the TOC match from X7. Uh, Guerrero versus Mysterio from 21. Trish, Trish versus Victoria versus Jazz from 19. Ooh, I forgot about that. Jericho versus Triple H from 18. Jericho versus Triple H from 18, huh? Mm-hmm. Andrew Williams. He always he always think, puts thought into this. His main event, Brian Batista Orton from Mania 30. All right. Brett versus Owen from 10. Undertaker versus Punk from 29. Interesting. A ladder match, Ramon versus Michaels from 10. Yep. Uh, the Rock versus Steve Austin from 19. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that says you had somebody to choose from. Yes. Um, ENC versus the Hardys versus the Dudleys from Mania 2000. Triple threat ladder match. Okay. Uh, Becky, Sasha, Charlotte from 32. Lesnar, Angle from 19. Macho versus Steamboat from 3. 
And Guerrero Mysterio from 21. That was his. Got one more. All right. Try that one. James Scott Eagle Smith. Wait, he only has five on here. No, right here. This oh, one. he has. Oh, that, it's curious the number. Oh, yeah, yeah. He he had two different entries. Yeah. Okay, two I see. different questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Hart versus Austin from thirteen. Taker versus HBK from twenty-five. Brian versus Batista versus Orton from thirty. The TOC from seventeen. Charlotte versus Becky versus Ronda from thirty-five. Hmm. Triple H versus Seth from thirty-four. Rock versus Hogan from seventeen. No, that's not seventeen. Rock versus Hogan is eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. All right, uh, Cena versus JBL from twenty-one, Flair versus Macho from eight, and Shane versus Vince from seventeen. <laughs> Abel Morales, what you got, player? Well, I'd hate to say this, but <laughs> I didn't put the numbers of the manias that they were from. I'll try to help you out there. All right, I can. all right. Well, I know which mania this is from. <laughs> this is my opener, and I did try to put them in order. Okay, okay. opener. My opener just wild the crowd right from the be- right from the beginning. <clears throat> TLC from seventeen. Damn, <laughs> Dude, that's that's coke. Yeah, that's <laughs> starting the show. <laughs> You're not gonna be able to come down from that. You know, you know what is uh, what that is. That's starting off your impact uh, uh, X Division and with your yeah. X Division match. Gotcha. With your Ultimate X match. Gotcha. Holy fuck. All right. Then, as your soft opener, and I, I, I was trying to do some research because I was trying to find a match. Oh, yes. This and gave me a chuckle. I stumbled across this match, and I was like, fuck. I'm putting this on the list. Blue Blazer versus Mr. Perfect from WrestleMania 5. <laughs> Somewhere Travis is smiling about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Next. S- Seth versus um, Orton. That 31. was 31. All right. Yeah. Oh, that RKO finish. Yes. Oh. Yes. I thought that was a very good athletic match. Yeah. Nice little opener for nothing. Um, Mickey versus Trish. 21? 22. 22. All right. Macho versus Steamboat. Intercontinental title. WrestleMania 3. Brett versus Austin was 15? 13. 13. Uh, Taker versus HBK from 26. 26? 26. 26. Not 25. Uh, Rousey, Charlotte, Becky. Last year. And this is the one that I got mad at myself for adding it and getting rid of something else. I added this match from WrestleMania 19, Brock versus Kurt. And then my main... Well, well, at the expense of what? What were you trying to put? Cena versus Rock. The first one. The first one, okay. So yeah. you chose Brock and Angle. Yeah. Over Rock, Cena. Okay, one. Then okay. My, my main event, which was a damn good match, but was overshadowed. Triple H versus YTJ. Ooh. That match was the main event, but nobody gave a shit about it because of Rock versus Hogan. Notice how I do not have Rock versus Hogan on this on this card. Mm-hmm. I didn't want it overshadowing anything else because really, the match kind of sucked. It's a lot of Gaga. It's a lot of playing to the audience. Mm-hmm. But damn, that audience helped make that. The, the audience didn't help yeah. make it, but you know what? This is my mania, and I would have cared a little bit more about the wrestling than the, oh my god, it's Hogan versus The Rock. So I left that match off. 
Um, I wanted to put Daniel Bryan in here somehow, but but I had Orton already with Seth, and I really wanted to keep that match on there as an opener. And I kind of wanted to put Triple H in there somewhere, but I or Triple H versus Bryan. But I also didn't want to lose my main event of Triple H versus Y2J, which was very very good and very underrated. So I added an extra caveat to my list. I only went with one mania ma- per one match per mania, so I didn't okay. double dip on manias either. Did I double dip on any of the manias? I'm not sure, but I think okay. this might have been in order. So opening with Mickey James against Trish Stratus from 22. Oh, you got that one too. Following up with, uh, which I'm, I'm surprised this match was on the list. By a lot of people's lists, Guerrero versus Mysterio from Twenty One, okay. and, and I'm I'm I have these in order by the storylines that they're in. Mm-hmm. So the the team they're, they're having this match because not and I'm not, this isn't just because it's on paper. It's on this mania because the build to the match that they're current tag team champions that they just want to figure out who's the better man of the two. Yeah. So that's why that's on the list. Now I wanted to put a Rey Mysterio match on my list, but I couldn't because of. The fucking Sudoku of this all. Uh, 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 because I'm surprised the, you didn't go Ray the, Hardy. The, the opponent was Matt Hardy. But I wanted that TLC match yeah. on there. So I, Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah the TLC has Matt Hardy. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. So in 2020, you don't think that there's room on this card for an angry Russian that you can boo? I had Cena versus Rusev, U.S. title from 31. That's a good Rusev one. coming um, out on a tank, tank from Russia in this climate. Yeah. Well, last year's climate. It would have it still gone. Um, for the shock factor, Lesnar versus Taker from 30. A okay. lot of this is tugging okay. on emotional strings. Okay. Yep. You know, Mickey Finger and Trish. Ray and Ray, who's the better wetback? Lesnar dethroning the streak. Yeah. How about bleeding to death? Austin Hart submission. Oh, from I had 13. that one on mine too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and giving credit where credit's due, I didn't just do one woman's match. I got Charlotte versus Oscar from thirty-four because of the undefeated streak okay. going into the flare against the flare. Uh, I thought about putting that match on my list, but I went with uh, the three-way from last year because I don't like how Oscar got done on yeah. that match. Like that that match, although it was good, damn near great. I I, I just I couldn't get over the the tap out. Yeah, and I couldn't flash pin roll up. They hit somehow. They've hit kicks at the same time. Like uh, I man, if they would have done Austin versus yeah. Triple H three stages of hell and that last pinfall where they both fall and Triple H just happened to fall on top of Austin, like something to make them both strong. I think even the, I still think the wrong person won that match. I think the tap out was overkill. It should have just been out, like a rollout. The tap out was overkill, yeah. but Charlotte shouldn't have won that. Yeah. Oscar should have won it. So that's why I didn't put that on my list. I do have two girls matches: Mickey and Trish, and the three way from last year. I'm not the first, I'm not the next Shawn Michaels. I'm the first Chris Jericho. Michaels oh! Jericho from 19. That's a good one. And I wanted Michaels versus Angle from 21 so bad, mm. even if I wanted to double dip, but I couldn't do it. Um... TLC 2 from 17. Um, Rock versus Hogan from 18. But, but my main event, after going through hell. Your to main g- event's overshadowed by that match right there. That no, it's said. not. Because okay. you go through hell to get 
Randy Savage versus Ted DiBiase from WrestleMania Four. Turn the finals of that tournament to be to win the championship. That, that without the tournament, that match isn't as impactful. That's well again story. If, I'm I'm going with story, yeah, but you don't have the that. story there. You have the the story of the tournament. These guys were fucking. But fucking there's not a tournament on that on that card. But that's how we get this match because of that. So that that's <laughs> that's that's my that's my ah. rationale. That's my thinking. Okay, okay. But that's my that's my card, and I and I don't have Rock Hogan and main eventing it either. Okay. But there, I just you don't have Daniel Bryan on there at all. I don't have Daniel Bryan on here. You don't have Punk. I don't have Punk on here. I don't have Triple H on here. Um, there's a lot of stuff on here that's missing. There's matches that are well, missing. Well, you know what? You could make take it two shot, two shot. Take your Sean's not in here. I was say you, you could make it two nights. Oh fuck that! <laughs> Put eight more matches on this fucking card. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, in that, I, 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 you know what, man? I, in that case, in that case, I would swap out Rock Hogan for um, Hogan versus Slaughter from WrestleMania Seven. That mm. heat Slaughter was having going into yeah, it being true. the Iraqi sympathizer, that probably, if you compare it by the time, the timeline, I think that's that that's more that gets more heat than Rock Hogan did. You know what I was toying with in my head just for funsies was, of course, I had a, a list here of like trying to take it seriously and put together the best mm. that I could think of. But I also toyed with the idea of let's just fucking put the worst WrestleMania oh, card, Lord. and I was like, man, what you want to save that for there? next time? <laughs> I mean, we could. I mean, that way we can use some That's of this year. <laughs> but yeah, I was toying with that idea. I have a, a list of ten where I'm like taking it seriously, and then a list of ten where I'm trying to have the worst Piss WrestleMania card of the entire. Fuck. And then I saw some. I think it was Andrew. Somebody posted fucking Vince versus Shane. I was like, fuck! I could have had fucking um, Austin versus Rock from 19 so that I could have had a 17 match, which would have been Vince versus Shane. Mm. But, um, yeah. Blue Blazer versus Perfect. <laughs> so, Mania Weekend's going on regardless. Right. There's some interesting stuff on the pipeline that ha that's about to happen or has already happened. Uh, rewinds. WrestleMania 35 is going to be airing on ESPN on Sunday before WrestleMania 36. Okay. They've been doing that the last couple of weeks. They uh, Two weeks ago, they had WrestleMania 30 on Sunday, and that had a million viewers on wow. ESPN because wow. sports fans need something. Yeah. <laughs> they fucking ESPN brought back the Ocho last weekend, <laughs> and they had some weird-ass shit. <laughs> last week, they showed WrestleMania 32 from uh, okay. Dallas. And then this weekend they're showing 35 before they show 36. Um, if, if that's too much WWE, um, on YouTube at 11 o'clock Houston time, um, New Japan, no, Ring of Honor, on Ring of Honor's YouTube page. PM or AM? Uh, 11 AM, okay. noon New York time. Uh, Ring of Honor's YouTube page will be airing the entire G1 Supercard from last year. Oh, nice! That is a palate cleanser if you if you want some yeah. some meat in between a bunch of bread. That's WrestleMania between the two nights. Um, right now, uh, or either it's already happened or it's going to happen this week. Um, Dream Match Mania. So they're using which I don't know why they're using this one, but they're using 2K20, the video game. 
and they're they're uh, simulating uh, dream matchups. But on commentary, they have current people. For example, The Rock against Roman Reigns, but the Usos are on commentary. Mm. Um, Charlotte, uh, is it uh, Sasha Banks against Trish Stratus? Okay, and Sasha and Bailey are the ones on commentary. Um, John Cena against Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two or three more, but I, I just I didn't have a chance to write them all down. But it's current people that are that are that are doing the commentary, and they're watching a simulated match for WWE 2K20. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that sounds a little silly, <laughs> dude. They, NASCAR got a million fans by airing an iRacing event. <laughs> like whatever you oh, can get on television. This reminds me. I'm sorry. We kind of didn't address this at all about the Mania talk. Wasn't there a rumor that WWE was gonna do like a uh, a view of other fans, like a, chat, like a video chat room kind of? And yeah, then, where you could connect with know. other fans. I that looked too much like idiocracy. Yeah, I was waiting for some kid in the corner going, "Oh my balls!" I really don't like that idea of. Of definitely having other fans on screen and WWE cherry picking the fans because you know you're gonna have the kid that's cheering for Roman on there, you know. Yeah. Well, if Roman's there, right? But it's gonna be WWE cherry picking the fans, and then they're gonna be fucking stupid. But what I would like the idea of to get a little bit more social interaction going while you're still social distancing is instead of showing them during the matches picture in picture, why not add an element? of taboo tuesday kind of stuff where like hey we're gonna have this match pick a stipulation and then maybe have feature different tweets as reactions or have a, a tweet scrolling around along the lines like or, on raw they had the same yeah, as they have the, the, but they're the actually like calling it out like f- uh, whoever's on con- commentary will be like well at so and so whatever said this this and this or maybe in between or kind of like a pop-up video where you just see like a tweet here or there or something yeah. like that. Yeah, or like in between the matches while, like, instead of just having, like, a break where you're going to the backstage or something like that, just take, you know, in between a match, oh, this is how the WWE Universe reacted. And then you can or put a, they voted who wins. Or, or, there, or there you could put the fucking video live reaction of somebody going, oh my god, I can't believe The Fiend won, or, you know, whatever. Or, ha- like, if you have yeah. a WWE account, like, you can pick who, who your winner is. And yeah. like from the winning pool, they'll randomly pick guys and they'll mail you some merch or something for like as yeah, a, like, like as a bet. Still showing that there's people watching the show of shows without doing that stupid like oh we're all watching at the same time. We're trending sharing. number one on Twitter. Nah, yeah. you can show us because ain't nobody there. Yeah, yeah. So that way it adds a little bit more of that community to it. This is something that you can control. Yeah. You could control all that, you know, because you know people are watching it, but you don't know how people are feeling about it. But the only downside to it is that's going to be filtered through WWE. If somebody shits all over Goldberg versus Strowman, and then they show some, some fucking dude is like, oh, yeah, I got Strowman won, yeah. You're like, oh, come on, really? Yeah. You know, It's going to be curated by WWE. That's going to be bullshit. But still, that's an idea of stuff that you could do. <sighs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to backtrack. No, 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 you're fine. Uh, one last thing before we go since we're doing backwards. Um, AEW. <laughs> no, we still got to talk about AEW. Damn it. <laughs> What'd you think of their, perform- their presentation last night? I liked it. I liked having the uh, the audience back again with the heels and the faces. Um, Look at Sammy and Sean betting <laughs> that during was, the match. That was fucking hilarious. 
Um, I didn't realize who the gun club was. Like, Billy Gunn and who else? Who's this other fucking... It's not even Billy Gunn. It's Kip Sop. What the fuck? Why do they call him the gun... Oh, that's his son? Oh! Like, I didn't I, I didn't know what the fuck was going on there, but then when I figured it out, I was like, oh, that's cool. They wrestled on Dark a few times, so that yeah. might be on you for not watching. That's on but me. then again, how many hours of wrestling a week is that now? Yeah. Assuming everything was normal? But again, a good illustration of a way to put over subtle shit without having like a match or something you just have those wrestlers ringside and having the wrestlers ringside they that fits those two functions where you could put shine on them and build their own character as well as showing what the reaction should be in the ring having a gauge yeah, yeah that's that's still really cool i really like the way they're doing that <laughs> nothing screams getting over by being in the audience by fucking lance hoyt choke slamming Marco stunned oh. out into the crowd. <laughs> and then five seconds later, Orange Cassidy goes. <laughs> Orange Cassidy was a fucking jewel out there. Did you see him with a blank fucking sign? <laughs> no. Um, my, my match of the week. My match of the week pick is uh, Omega versus um, versus Trent. Okay, but during that match, Trent did some offense and he got the hug from Orange and fucking and and, uh, yeah. and Chuck, and then Kenny reversed it and got and got some offense in on Trent. And Kenny's like, "Well, ain't nobody gonna hug me." And Jim Bretta's, and then Chuck's like, "Man, fuck you." Orange <laughs> Cassidy was walking up to him. <laughs> He's like, "Wait, I thought this is what we we're supposed." Oh my god. Um, and then... <laughs> Orange Cassidy is something else, man. Shit, man. Um. I like uh, the interaction between Cody and Darby at the end. Oh, they're setting some good stuff up. Yeah, yeah. I like I like that he wasn't like, oh my god, he was a heel turn. No, it was like he's got beef. He's frustrated. He took a loss. Darby don't like taking losses. Yeah. <laughs> and why do we have that match? TNT title tournament. Their television title, basically. Yeah. The tournament consists of rematch: Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara mm -hmm. from Revolution. That should be good. Rematch from All Out, Cody versus Sean Spears, uh, Colt Cabana versus Lance Archer, the Murder Hawk, Kip Sabian against Dustin Rhodes, on the other side. Mm -hmm. Who's your? What's your final? Oh, Archer. What side of the bracket is Archer on? So it's Arch. It's so. Allen, Guevara, Spears, and Cody are on one side. Cabana, Archer, Sabian, Rhodes are on the other. Arch so, so if you got Archer on this side, you have either Allen, Guevara, Cody, or Spears. We'll go with Darby Allen. I was thinking the same thing. They, Archer and Darby Allen. Because I think that Scott sent it in our in our text group. Is it too obvious that they're setting up Cody versus uh, Murderhawk because that's how Jake came in? He doesn't want the whole pie. He just wants Cody's piece. Is yeah. that just a distraction to get us to keep us from paying attention to something else? I think as a match, especially after seeing how fucking Marco handled it, I think sidebar for a crash test dummy. I think Marco did pretty good. Oh yeah, I think he did. He's got a yeah. spot there. As much as Cornette hates him, he has a role there, and he, he, and he played it well last night. Multiply that by 12, that's Darby Allen. 
Well, Darby I, Allen see, could be a hell of a bump machine for Harcher. That would be a nice final. That that and I think Darby Allen could get it get in some good offense on Archer. Yeah. Marco ain't getting in no offense <laughs> on Archer. But Darby? Darby might actually have a puncher's chance. Yeah. Because he's that fucking crazy. Yeah. But he's not really crazy. He's calculating. He, he knows what he's code. doing. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't know. I I I'd really be interested to see that match. Yeah. Um who wins it? Why not Archer? Archer. You know? Um I don't see Cody fighting for a mid card title. That's why I think Cody's gonna lose. Maybe to Darby. Yeah. And then that will still have some of that baked in there with Cody and Darby and Archer all still having like beef. Yeah. But not necessarily, hey, he's going to get the big car title because he can't get the big title. Yeah. You know? And I think that's the other distraction. You look at these eight guys, at least four of them are dis- are definitely established here on the, on the company. You've got two that you could see a chance for and two that are just odd out. Okay. Who? But you're missing somebody on this list. Who? MJF. Okay. And I think that's another distraction, because I think MJF is going after Moxley. Oh. I think I think they're, they're, if you with enough time, because Moxley is not a part of this blood and guts thing. Right. Neither is MJF. Mm-hmm. So if you're selling blood and guts with Elite versus uh, versus the Inner Circle, Inner Circle, that's your co or that's your actual main event mm-hmm. would be Moxley against MJF, and. I'm not sure if MJF is ready to be the champion there, but that's that's a situation where you open people's eyes to be like, oh, he's not just a, a, a character act. He's not just a, a, a like a dick. like a black comedian, a dick. And I don't mean black as in the race black, but like a dark comedian, like yeah. the dark humor. He can actually wrestle. He pulled out a fucking match out of Moxley. We need to pay. If we're not paying attention to, to fucking MJF right now, we need to be. Right. I think that's the stage for MJF is a title match against Moxley. Okay. Um, and then we can you can branch off MJF and Page, or you can do fucking M- bring back MJF and Cody. Find a way to go around the stipulation that because MJF and Cody can't have the main title, and now MJF has the main title, you can do something. Yeah. To, to fuck around with that, but um, I wonder what they're gonna do too because now they did a. a they did the stay at home in, in Florida, so we don't know what WWE is doing, which is why I asked if it's a season finale, a mid-season finale, like a cliffhanger would work. Oh my God! If, imagine if we would if if WrestleMania was the cliffhanger and you don't show the ending to Drew versus Brock. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. That'd be ridiculous. No. So. Uh, this last episode of Dynamite, they shot it in Georgia. Okay. But now they're doing the stay-at-home in Georgia also. Mm. So apparently they've taped a lot of matches for at least a couple of weeks of dark and regular. But if every state is going to say nothing, no no sports, no arenas, no rentals, no nothing, stay at home, what do you do as a wrestling company? You do the same thing the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, the MLB. You do the same thing they all did. Nothing. Stop. Yeah, stop. Flatten the curve. I mean, WWE <laughs> has decades of replayability. Yeah. And to you fill know in five, seven hours. But what does AEW have? They have been the elite. 
<laughs> I mean, splice in some uh, old all in, all out. I mean, is it full gear matches? That and in the, what's the same fucking one of the bucks when he doing stuff where he's at home working out and still cutting promos. They can still do shit. <laughs> Ended on a high. One word to describe Jericho and Vanguard. Funny. <laughs> okay, so that, sidebar. Help me out here. Old man yells at fucking a drone. A drone. Old man yells at drone. At, at, at crazy plane. Yes. <laughs> Help me out here. In you know what an elevator speech is, right? No. So an elevator speech for business is you have oh yes the right of an elevator to explain who you are, what you do, and what 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 value does that have to anyone? Yeah. In an elevator speech, try your best in front of that camera <laughs> oh, no. and explain to someone broken Hardy so that they understand what they're watching. <laughs> elevator speech, ten seconds. Ready, set, go. So it's a crazy character that's a little absurd and avant-garde where you're pretending to use the real-world wrestling to have this out-of-mind experience. Oh, my God. I don't know if that was good enough. No, it was not. Okay. No, it was not. But I'm, I'm trying to figure out where Broken Matt fits in AW because the, wasn't AW the original premise presentation was supposed to be it's more a like real, sport. More like yeah. sport, legit characters, legit athletes. And then you have a guy that teleports and has a Vanguard drone as a minion. And everything is wonderful. And <laughs> I kind of don't give a shit. <laughs> Because it was well done and it's entertaining and it's, it's it has something that's pulling off of and it makes me excited, um, which is what wrestling is supposed to be. I know that this is on a far smaller scale and a lot of people don't know about this, uh, but this is Houston Wrestling Radio after all, so I'm going to reference it. It's the exact same thing that happened with the reality of wrestling. When PWA changed uh, to reality of wrestling when Booker T said hey you know what we're going to pull back the curtain and we're going to film interviews with our wrestlers not in kayfabe how they're training to get to the, the wrestling ring mm -hmm. that lasted all of a month <laughs> we had fucking Ken Ransom and Abel Andrew Jackson do fucking vignettes and and like shit about them training in their life and this and that and then that was it and it went back to regular wrestling wwe light style as we know it all and bosh old school stuff Paul, yeah and that's what it is reality of wrestling is not reality of wrestling as the initial vision was when booker t first said well we're gonna like NXT we're was a competition it. show yeah and now it's another brand of wrestling like every other pro brand of wrestling so you know what they still have rankings. The rankings still work. The rankings still make sense, even with Broken Matt Hardy teleporting around. If he's 0 and 1 or 1 and 0, or by this time next year, 7 and 6. Okay, great. Where is he on the X, rankings? Cool. X dash smiley emoji. That's yeah. his record. All right, so he's, he's 3,000 years old. And he's ranked number four in the power rankings. Okay, great. He doesn't get a title shot yet. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with it. <laughs> Why? Because if it works, if it still makes sense, if it's entertaining, 
I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Okay. It's still entertaining. Yeah. It's still wrestling. Yeah. I mean, you really think Orange Cassidy is out there trying to really be? <laughs> you think Taker's really dead? Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. The, the wrestling always has room for the absurd. You know. Yeah, Cornette. Yeah. There, there's always room for the absurd. The the problem that you run into is when you become Chikara by accident. If you're Chikara on purpose, perfect. If you're Chikara on accident, not so not you're so tested perfect. for the Rona. Yeah. If you accidentally put too much salt in your cake, your cake's not gonna be sweet. Yeah. But yes, you do put salt in cake sometimes. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Anything else? That's it, man. That's Mania. Mania weekend. Um, is this our only episode that we're going to do this week? No. No? <laughs> what the hell you say? <laughs> Reality of podcast. I'm going to press the stop button in a minute, and then I'm going to press it again to record, and we're going to come back and do a review of season two of Dark Side of the Ring. The Chris Benoit tragedy. Oof. We are going to make that a whole separate episode because, uh, we, as we know, WrestleMania stuff is time-sensitive. You guys want to watch it now. Watch a preview of WrestleMania before WrestleMania fucking happens. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and release that. Um, maybe once you're done watching Mania, you could fire up the uh, Dark Side of the Ring episode here. Or, if you're too busy, if you have too much WrestleMania in the brain, you need a break, and you haven't seen Dark Side of the Ring yet... Watch that. Make sure you get a box of tissues ready. A whole box. Don't get one or two thinking you tough. You ain't tough. There's a reason why you went down to the Walmart and bought all of the fucking toilet paper. It was for this fucking episode. And there's and you can't return it, so there's no point letting yeah. it go to waste. You may as well wipe your ass and wipe your tears. <laughs> you wipe your tears with that corner piece. <laughs> That's it, man. Let's go. All right. Adios, my friends. Keep it classy. Turn the thing off. Across the media. so far um i lowered the microphone volume a little bit here on the on the settings i don't know if you've heard the last couple of videos like it popped a little oh really so hopefully that uh that takes care of that all right mm -hmm. yeah maybe having performance issues you're still gonna do the shit anyway though aren't you Oh, I forgot a match that I had in my head that I didn't put on the list. <laughs> <laughs> eh.
And I can still use these two. Ooh, a match is getting a bump. Ooh, I am mad at myself for this. Oh, you're going to be pissed off. I'm pissed at myself, but I also need to have this match on the card. Ooh, damn. Damn. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Not live. No. From the landing strip. <laughs> God damn it. I'm, my brain is turning to mush, dude. Like, I can't... I can't brain properly with this whole fucking quarantine, man. <laughs> I can't do it. Houston Wrestling Radio. You want right? to try That's it again? Us. You want yeah. to try it again? Yeah, yeah, Three, yeah, yeah. Two, one. From the landing ship in Houston, Texas. What episode number is this? Oh, shit. I dropped the ball on that, too. Okay, we're going to get uh, to Oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. 356. All right. One more time. 356. 356. Three, five, six. Three, two, one. <laughs>